Well, when the crowd gets loud, I'm here to tell you that's Bob. But when the crew of Monster Pop Podcast checks their DMs and see that I have sent them all a Starbucks gift card because I want them to know that I appreciate them letting me work with them and be on the show, it's going to get a huge Monster Pop. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I better begin that. Uh, We're getting Starbucks gift, gift cards. Are they going to be as uh, huge as the CM Punk ones? How big were the CM Punk ones? Like five hundred dollars. <laughs> Let's just say it'll be maybe about one percent of that. But I know you guys are. <laughs> I know you guys are coffee connoisseur. So Starbucks is clearly <laughs> your choice. Maybe get a scone. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, Starbucks. Starbucks is good, and I know it's like the fucking McDonald's of like coffee, but that shit's good, dude. It's embarrassing to be like, we're coffee connoisseurs, so he gave us Starbucks gift cards. That's embarrassing, but Oh, yeah, practical. he did say that, didn't he? He yeah. said coffee connoisseurs. Yeah. It's practical because they're everywhere, you know, so when they're on mm-hmm. the road or whatever, like, it makes sense. Like, you right. can't get them, like, you know, Ascension or whatever your local shit is. Anyway, fellas, what are we doing today? Well, you're supposed to be doing the fucking intro. Come on. Yeah, but, you know. How's it going? It's... <laughs> 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 well, that everyone is uh, D straight, uh, yeah. the uh, student of the game and whatnot. I am Doctor Destruction PhD, and of course, we have the incomparable Reclaim Joey. What's that? You may, may not be up for a nominee this year. Yeah. I'm gonna say the in- the incompetent Reclaim Joey. The incompetent, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, incontin- sorry, sorry. The incontinent Reclaim Joey. Okay, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Welcome everybody. We are the Monster Pop Podcast, and we're not quite at a year. We're not at quite at our year anniversary yet, but we did. Um, we have been doing this podcast for about it almost this whole entire year. The most, the majority yeah. of this 2022. We want to thank you guys for being with us this whole time, and this episode is the Monster Poppers Award Show. Yep. Yep. Wait, I gotta cue. Yeah, wait, right. wait, wait, I gotta cue the music. Wait, do you have pump and circumstance I got, ready? To no, it's better. The Monster Pop. The Monster Poppers Award Show. I fucked it up. Oh, no, okay. So, honestly, so long- if, if you're in the know, you know what this music is. Like, and I'm not gonna tell you here, but if you know that music, shame on you. I'll just put it that way. But I think well, I think there's, there's no gonna shame. be a lot. I think there's, there's gonna no be a lot of people that know that music. I didn't hear it. I didn't. I didn't hear it. So. Well, you know, it's you'll hear it when you edit the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, people um, out there listening, if you know that episode, shame on you. You know what say, it is. We are not quite at a year uh, for this podcast. However, mm-hmm. it is just about the one year anniversary of 2022. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> One year so, ago, yeah, this it was a, 2021. So you could call this an annual episode. Obviously, we've not been around first for more annual. than a year, but yeah, first annual. You know, we're we're optimistic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is our annual Monster Poppers Awards for 2022. Listen, if you have a wrestling podcast or show or account or whatever, you're obligated to do an end-of-the-year end award show. And that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. And I just want to say that, like most fucking people, that just about everyone, with a few exceptions that do, that do these types of things, we didn't fucking watch everything. And therefore, we're, we really are unqualified to be doing this like everyone else. So this this is the award show for the shit we watched. 
which is yeah aew new japan and a let few me, things let uh, me let me I'll, add I'll in there just because that is probably true our oh, it's award so show it's so true listen our award show is better is better in our opinions matter more than any other award show out there so come fight me about i mean it. you could have just left it at our opinions matter more period. our opinions matter more period so let that be known everybody that does a year in award show get fucked monster poppers is the best award show on the internet about I pro think wrestling the best, honestly the the best way to get a thorough kind of consensus here is to like source things and that's not perfect because i mean it's going to be heavily weighted toward the wwe and aew and then a drop off in new japan but the thing is we don't watch wwe so not really, some no. of these categories we're going to get to namely like worst of the year there's a couple of wwe matches in there because from the little we saw we got some yeah. candidates there. yeah if we'd seen more it would probably be rife with that and and listen there's there's a category for like biggest pop you know they have some of the biggest crowds they probably yeah give us the biggest pop their crowds are going you go. suck you suck you suck it's those yeah, kind of crowds what what there's some AEW crowds doing that chant too. But yeah, man. Uh, so do you guys do you guys want to talk about anything before we get into the award show here? Well, real quick, real quick. I don't know if anybody cares. But you guys want to talk about the holidays at all? Yeah, tell us about your I guess. Let's tell us about your holiday. Uh yeah, so got the newborn kid, got a two-year-old, load of presents. Uh, we wanted to do have family over here because we've got more space than anybody over here. But my niece, my 21 year old niece, all of a sudden developed a cat allergy out of nowhere. And so, what? Ended up having Weird. A, yeah, just a straight kayfabe cat allergy. Wow. And she was working a cat. So, we had to fucking load everything up in the SUV and head, head down to Red Oak, Texas. Oh, and, we need uh, a, do we need to update feuds of the year? Yeah, honestly, my niece, <laughs> dude, personal shit. But I'm going to put it on the show anyway. So I've got uh -oh. this no good, even ass nephew, right? Yeah. And, is it, the, and, is it and, the brother of the niece or different? He, no, he's not. Uh, he is, was such a no good, thieving bastard that he stole so much from my family that they eventually had to like press charges on him. And he was in jail. While he was sitting in jail it, awaiting his trial, he had to go stay at some. They didn't want him sitting in jail the whole time. So there's like some men's home he had to go stay at. And it's like, I mean, it's jail. <laughs> And if you can have a family member host you, you can get out. So my sister hosted him and he got out of jail. Oh, not no. his mom. And while he was there, he fucking ripped them off. No. And they had to kick him out. And after they kicked him out, they realized that he had stolen my baby niece. My little tiny niece had this little pink wallet where she was saving her little monies. Oh, no. Or something. And he stole that. And then when confronted about it, they're like, we noticed that this is missing too. And he was like, it was just $20 or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, okay, it's only $20. Dude, you stole the pink wallet from your little niece. Apparently he was over at my house early on. Uh, or my, sorry, he was over at my parents' house before we got there. And I was like, oh, damn, we missed him. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's fucking rude. That's rude. My niece is like, that's fucking rude. The one with the cal allergy. I was like, no, 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 it's not that I'm trying to be rude. It's just that I don't have a chain for my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's putting this dude over, and I'm the asshole, right? Wow. 
Well, you know how it is with that when it's like, not my little Jimmy, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Right. I know it's like that with like with me with Freddie. Like if he does something so, yeah. bad, I'm like, not my Freddie. Yeah. So we went over there. It was cool. I, you know, my dad was wearing his pink flamingos Christmas sweater. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I'm most of my I mean, my plans were kind of postponed a little bit. Um, we usually get together with uh, one of my cousins. Uh, well, I guess it's a few of my cousins, but, uh, you know, kind of all part of the same family unit. Um, but they were, um, one of them had a, uh, some, I think like arthritis in his knee that had to be extracted. So he wasn't very, uh, mobile. So we, uh, postponed until, uh, tomorrow actually. So we'll have that to look forward to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know you said, you know, you know, this is, you know, personal or whatever and you don't want to get into it. I mean, I use my classroom as like a bully pulpit to like make fun of people too. So, you know, if you have a platform, use it. It's your duty. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's your duty to shit on your uh, nephew. Yeah. Do an impression of him complaining about his arthritis. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, he didn't, like, I mean, it was all on, like, text. Like, it was, yeah, there wasn't any, uh, I mean, I, I, it wasn't like I had an issue with him. It was just like, you know. I'm not telling you to, like, base this in reality. I'm just saying if you're busting on your, if you're busting on him, you got to do an impression. Of I mean, I was, I, 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 I wasn't busting. Is that how it works? I, I was just mentioning that, like, that, that happened. I, I, I had no issue with, I mean. Oh, my arthritic knee. Okay. So what, you always have to do a Woody Allen voice. Well, it was like it was like a calcified arthritis. It wasn't like the whole like the, uh, like, you know the the knee's still there for for the time. You can being. do. I swear it's calcified. I don't know how I'm gonna make it to the library tonight. We're doing a special presentation on the history of Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, it was because, like, I mean, half the time when he was like, like the lead up into the surgery, he was just like, "Oh, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna put me down or whatnot." I mean, like, he was joking and whatnot. So, like, I mean, it wasn't, right. you know, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but you know, he was in, I would say, pretty good spirits. All things considered, he ruined Christmas, is what you're trying to say. No, <laughs> or you could like, you can uh, imitate him like you would Dax Harwood pleading for CM Punk to come back. <laughs> CM Punk, <laughs> please come back. Please work it out with the Bucks. Please, please, we need you. Wrestling needs you, know you for the next about. 30 years. Please, please, please. You know, you, know, you know what that's about? Dax ran out of funds on his Starbucks gift card, and he's thinking <laughs> that Punk comes back. He's going to work together with him again to get a new one. Yeah. The big thing, so we're talking about the, the Dax Harwood podcast, and it's called FTR. Isn't that good? But, but listen, it stands for... What's the first one? Friends, tequila, and wrestling. Is that, is that really what, what it stands is? for? I can't remember. Friends, what tequila, F, and wrestling. I can't remember what F stands for, but the T and the R is definitely tequila and wrestling. Hey, be careful! Be careful for your impersonations. I mean, we know oh, some people exactly. have gotten some heat. Oh yeah. I, okay. I, I, we got to talk about this this All podcast, right, right? And we're judging another fucking yeah. man's podcast, but yeah. I'm doing. We're doing it. Because Listen, the thing about accents are fair game. I'm sorry. It's just like, it's understood. It doesn't, if you make fun of someone's Southern accent, I'm sorry. It no longer means that you're insinuating that all Southerners are fucking, you know, ignorant. It just doesn't. It's fair game. You know, and, I mean, and you I know two are we, from the South, so. That's yeah. true. I mean, I lived yeah. in Memphis, Tennessee. But the thing about it is it's not like, you know, we, we joked in the Discord that it was just like, Oh, I'm Dax. Pleased to meet you. Get out here, you fucking ignorant hayseed. So wait, we're 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 bearing the lead here because yeah. this is what this is what happened. So there's a, there was a variety of topics that Dax uh, talked about on this podcast, um, and it just came across as just a CM Punk masturbation session. 
not even masturbation, like he was giving him the hand job or whatever, because it was he was it was so like baby like we use this term a lot. I don't know if it's a real term. It is a real term, but like in, in wrestling, but like if somebody baby faces you, it's somebody that's like tries to overly be nice to you or pretend that they're nice. So you accept what they do and say, you know, and like um, just just being a fake piece of shit, I guess, like in normal life, you call them like a fake. You know what I mean? So yeah. Dax comes off as like a real I mean, he seems he seems nice enough, but there's some situation, <laughs> some parts where he just sounds kind of fake. He sounds like a baby facer where he wants to talk shit about somebody, but then he fucking puts them over first. So you can like it's like, oh, he's nice, but he has criticisms about him, you know, and um one of the one of them is the uh, Colt Cabana. He talks about Colt Cabana. There's what was the reason to even talk about Colt Cabana in this situation? But he fucking brings up Colt Cabana and he's like, the first time I ever met Colt Cabana, you know, he made fun of my accent. I, I could be wrong. I think he made fun of my accent. Didn't say what he said. Didn't say the context. Didn't say if he was even talking to him. He could have heard it down the hallway and they were doing like right. they were doing some bit for BTE or something. You don't. We don't. There's. We do not know. So what he does instead is he goes on this fucking sob story that, you know, sounds sad, crazy. You really went through that, I guess, you know? But, like, what does that have to do with Colt Well, Cabana? in the, the story, it was, like, his life story, not, you know, yeah. the scars of being, you know, his southern, southern? accent. Made yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, to be fair, there's the probably plenty scar of scars associated with that. The scars for being southern. And, like, oh, my God, could this guy fucking just be more of a joke with this shit? I don't know. Yeah, so, like, he, he, yeah, he went into the whole like he worked three jobs to put himself through college. Yeah, I guess and then he, later he's like he's like you know it's societal word. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my God. And then he and then he goes and then he's like, and that was my first run in with with Colt Cabana, and was no like, no reason to what? do that other than to bury him, right? But to put over right. my, the thing that I was like really shocked about, I was like. What was the with the run-in with Colt Cabana? You didn't say what he did. You told a sob story and said he might have like made fun of you, and you're not sure. Like he didn't actually say anything. Like he didn't actually say what he did or anything. It's so stupid. I and, mean, uh, to be fair, I mean, like, well, full disclosure, I haven't listened to the show, but like, also, I've watched Five Dollar Wrestling. I could totally buy that Colt Cabana made fun of his southern accent. Oh, that too, but again, yeah. like, where are the details? Yeah, like, where are the details? We don't know exactly what happened. I'm guessing it was it was meant to be like good natured and you know motherfuckers probably. Motherfuckers. Yeah, he's being like thin skinned and he's using it as like an opportunity to bury Colt Cabana because he's his Only buddy. Every time, every time he said CM Punk, he said my buddy CM Punk. Like, is that his buddy. new mon Is that his new wrestler moniker? Wrestling moniker is my buddy CM Punk. It's my new shirt. My, Best buddy CMPunk.com. Like Dude, holy that, that shit! Should, if CMPunk comes back, he should. But it should be called my buddy CMPunk. It should, yeah, it should be his new, you know, nickname. But the stable should just be. And, I mean, they should just change their tag name to CMPunk's like, buddies. He said he was saying that Colt Cabana doesn't know that backstory about him, or else maybe he wouldn't have made fun of him or whatever. But I bet that if he sat down and he told that story to Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana would have given him advice. Maybe he could have fucking just instead of struggling and. You know, not having any money, he could have just, you know, shared a fucking bank account with his mom. Yeah, yeah. Well, to well, be fair, part of the story is that his mom didn't have any money either, so. Oh, well. There you go. Can, well, so he's jealous. He's jealous. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. They can, but they can there, politic to get best friends. 
kicked yeah. out of AEW. I, I liked some of the quotes that you you gave us. I mean, admittedly, I don't have the full context of them, Davey, but I, I loved some of the ones where it was like, you know, he works out every day, but he's dissatisfied with his body, but also mentioned that he takes, like, you know, a glass of tequila every night. Yeah. <laughs> two glasses. Two glasses. Two, two glasses of tequila. And tequila right after them, like, bro, it's, a, it's a miracle he even looks as good as he does. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, let me say this. I love Dax Har- Harwood. I think yeah, as a wrestler, and, for and, sure. Yeah. You know, just spoiler, he's a candidate for wrestler of the year this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tag team, of course. But and, and for most of the show, he comes off as a nice guy. And I understand I understand him trying to babyface because he is still active. I don't the Cole Cabana thing was off base, but there was some funny shit in here. And my favorite was he was talking earlier about because the whole young talent not taking advantage of the veterans thing came up and he said it wasn't as rife as reported, but there are guys who he wouldn't go name that would leave, you know, before the main event. And he would say after mm. the match, they would leave and not stay through the main event. And he's mm-hmm. like, you don't want to stay through the main event. Then you're not a main event talent. And he said, and he said, you don't belong in my business is what he said. If you don't stay through the main event, yeah. then you, you don't want to be a main. Event. That feels a very like old school mentality. Like I know like mm-hmm. a lot of like those older guys are like, if you don't want to be like the guy, then you don't belong here, which is like Listen, kind of, yeah, yeah. but, they just that. he's saying he's and saying he that. wants and i right. heard i've heard that too when i was wrestling and i know i i i was one of the guys that would stick around till the very end and then after everybody yeah. leave and i would try to be the last one to leave because you learn the most you hear people talking the most you hear the main eventers like they'll come back you know you watch their matches it's not just about watching matches but they'll come back and they'll discuss like the match and they'll say hey you know this was good this was good why did why what was wrong with this you'll hear them and you'll learn off of what they did as the main event talent, how they talk about their matches and how they like all sorts of shit. There's just so much to learn. Yeah, no when doubt, you're no there, doubt. yeah. And if you're fucking like grab ass and backstage, and you know you can goof off or whatever, but mm-hmm. if you're grab ass and backstage and you're shooting your vlogs and you're not watching the matches out there, there's two really big things. One, you're not learning. Two, you're also like gonna miss out that somebody did the move that you're gonna do later on in that show. And, yeah. you know, oh, now, like, we've watched AEW and seen situations where, like, we just saw that move as a finish. Like, and here they go yeah. using it again. Like, they don't fucking line their shit up. But I've seen, I've seen veterans where they're sitting and watching the monitors and they're watching the matches. And they're like, oh, my God, they're doing a Hurricane Rana spot. That same Hurricane Rana spot we, we just talked about or something real similar. Uh, let's change it up. Hey, let's do this instead. Like, they'll fucking catch it and they'll be like, hey, let's change it up. Because they don't want to fucking... Give the people just something over and over and over again. It makes it less special and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I've, I've even... definitely seen FTR and CM Punk use sharpshooters in different matches on the same yeah. card. I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's also <laughs> true. That's some jerk off shit there, though. But like, and there's, been... there's no, there's uh, and and there's no problem with him saying that. And you, it's mm-hmm. obvious why why you know that would be good advice. And I would like to mm-hmm. think that if I were if I was there, I'd do the same thing. However. Sure. The whole point of me bringing that up of him saying, you know, if you don't stay through the main event, you don't belong in my business. When mm-hmm. we get to the night in question from All Out, yeah, he didn't stay. <laughs> he left after he his said, match. He said so. Forty-five minutes after, he just said, "If you, if you fucking don't stay through the main event, you don't belong in my business." He's yeah, like, not even, so, that's the thing. So, it's like not even like you don't belong in the main event. You don't belong in the business at all. Yeah. It's like, that's, yeah, that's hey, kind of hey. bold. Or hey, these guys really should be staying through the main event. That's it, what he says. In you his defense, 
You're right about that. In his defense, though, he did. That was a big show that he brought his family in, and he said he had his kids and stuff backstage. So I could see like maybe he'd leave early because his kids are there and stuff like that. And okay. uh, yeah, I, just I could see it was that. Yeah, forty five minutes yeah, after saying funny. that. Yeah, forty five minutes after saying that, he goes, "We are in a match, match. you know. We we get in the back, have a drink with the boys, shower, and head back to the hotel." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did, i think he said grab the girls and head back to them yeah he's just like okay dude you know um you might want to soften up a little bit because you know maybe those maybe some of those guys are leaving because they have family in town yeah or whatever. it could be probably not or maybe you forget maybe, right, yeah you know maybe they had some uh some strange lined up anyway you guys want to get uh we, we we might talk about that some more next week yeah okay just kind of fall out from that if there'll probably be another problem. episode yeah yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, before we become like a podcast talking about another, another podcast, podcast right? that would be a little, There's like, we don't a... want to go too hard down that rabbit hole, but like, Fair it's enough. interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I think, you know, there's not that many people like in his position that have like, I mean, like Jericho obviously has his show, right? Yeah. Um, but like, that's, I, I would say it's less about him and more so about like his guest and maybe a little bit of the rapport there. I mean, he'll, he'll talk about some stuff that he doesn't need to be talking about, though, too. Like That's true. Yeah. Like, literally, like, right at, like, the day after the uh, Action Andretti thing, he was, like, he fucking decided to pull back the curtain and be, like, oh, you know, I picked him out, like, months ago, and we've been playing in this for a long time. Can you just shut the fuck up for, like, one year about it? This Please, guy could never dude. be me. He'd never yeah, be me. Yeah, dude. Shoot. Can you just, like, <laughs> like, God, dude. Like, let's just, let's, can we change the name of the show to FTR on FTR? And our, <laughs> our, our FTR will stand for Friends Truly Reviewing FTR. <laughs> well, we're not talking about, that was, Jer Friends, that, that was Jericho. That was Jericho. Yeah, no, I, know. I think it's family tequila and wrestling. Well, yeah, fuck it. Let's uh, let's move on, man. Let's let's do the monster poppers. Do you want to hit the? Music? Yeah. Oh man, let me pull it up. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the monster poppers award show. It's the big one. We're excited about this. Yeah. So. Um... And so uh, we kind of talked about this before. We're gonna start with some of the uh, lower tier, maybe some of the obvious awards before we do, move do up. You to run, do you want to run through the categories? Real yeah, quick. we'll run through the categories. We've got uh, crossover of the year, breakout star, rookie, uh, most valuable veteran, MVP, promo of the year, feud of the year, turn of the year, news story of the year, show of the year. Uh, Non-Wrestler of the Year, Monster Pop of the Year, Debut of the Year, Botch of the Year, Worst Match of the Year, Worst of the Year, just Wrestler, uh, Tag Team of the Year, uh, Women's Wrestler, just predominantly AEW, uh, AEW. Well, it's all AEW, yeah. yeah, most of these are kind of dominated by AEW New Japan, Wrestler of the Year, and then, of course, our main event, Match of the Year, uh, where a few of these I don't actually believe were main events, so... <laughs> Actually, were any of our choices? Wait, main event of the year, or just match of the year. Match of the year, because mm. I was like, I was looking at, I'm like, I think there's actually only like two yeah. that were actually the main event. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes sometimes, man. So, yeah, I know it's just, it's just interesting because I was like, our main event of this show, but like none of them are main. Almost none of them are main events. Yeah. Well, that shows you where booking is at in 2022, and you know, I criticized Tony Khan's 
booking decisions all the fuck. Even the New Japan ones were not yeah. <laughs> main events. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's not true. Well, okay. Let's... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go down the list here we're gonna talk a little bit about the nominees and then we're gonna kind of vote on what we thought was the the winner of each category and if you guys have uh something to add uh in the chat or anything stuff that you like that you'd like us to highlight or anything like that um you know let us know yeah all right yeah you want to start with uh crossover of the year yeah, so for crossover of the year, we have uh, three nominees. Uh, there's um, th- these are really the three big crossover events. Is really more so what this category is. Obviously, you've had like sort of the ongoing like AEW DDT stuff that's kind of brought over like Takeshita things like that. That's cool. But like as far as events, we have of course AEW New Japan's Forbidden Door, uh, New Japan and Noah's uh, crossover, which was the Wrestle Kingdom Night Three. Um, and then there was the, is it Jim Crockett Promotions or Jim Crockett Presents? It was Jim, Rick Pro- Flair's last it was match. Jim Crockett Promotions. Okay. It was Rick Flair's yeah, so, last match. Yeah, Rick Flair's last match, which was a big crossover event that had pretty much people from that was, every single company. That has to be, like, for me, that's the one, right? I'm not saying it was the best show or anything like <laughs> that, but it had wrestlers from WWE. It had wrestlers from AEW, New Japan, CMLL. It had everybody. MLW. Lots of lots of shows have talent from different promotions. Look at Bloodsport, right? Yeah. But the thing about it was a lot of companies were being mentioned and plugged, and logos were being used. But WWE certainly wasn't. Their logo certainly wasn't fucking. Yeah, and it was no, but I don't think it was mentioned. I think the level of feature was what Jeff Jarrett at the time, and they might have had a couple. I don't even think Triple H did a video. uh, No, but uh, you know, um, Jeff Jarrett was Jeff Jarrett was like an um, was a high up person in the company at the time, and contracted talent, and they let him work this show. So. I know that they didn't me, like they yeah, didn't like yeah. they didn't like add it into any kind of story or anything, but it's not like there was a whole lot of story outside of Ric Flair's last match, anyways. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many pr- companies uh, were represented, and there there were situations where it was was um, represented, like uh, there was a you know an, an Impact Women's Championship match, and uh, there was you know an, an MLW World uh, Heavyweight Championship match. Was that a cha- that was a championship match, wasn't it? With uh, Jacob mm-hmm. Fatu and. Yes. I, yeah. No. Was, no. 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 It was. It, it was. Wasn't a, it, it wasn't was, a championship match. It was for the Impact title. Oh, it was for the right. Impact title. Yeah, that's right. So it had an MLW guy who was recently MLW World Champ, and uh, Josh who does, Alexander versus Josh, Josh Alexander Alexand- Impact yeah. World Championship match. Yeah. So they had like title matches and things like that. So I, I'd have to say like, and they literally had every almost everybody represented like uh that and they were there's a signed yeah. people it's it's not just like like gcw they'll bring people in and stuff like that but these were all signed people from big companies including wwe including aw cmll uh mlw impact um i'm sure well, there I mean, was GCW more gcw was certainly bringing in signed aew and impact talent and yeah true but not wwe no so no, there wasn't a whole lot of that on here so for, with that said with that said and real quick, I saw Josh Alexander getting some um, getting some honorable mention as wrestler of the year this year. That he was of, he is very good. I mean, he, he is, is good. good. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. I think he is really good. I don't and, dig and his he character, did, but he's very have, good. Yeah, he never really solid year, and he mm-hmm. you know for carried that company as far as they went, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, who do you got here? For me, it's, it's for me, it's Ric Flair's okay. last match. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna with. I mean, it's gotta be like Forbidden Door. I think just in terms of like what that meant. Like, I mean, yeah, the workforce last match. It was cool that like, you had all these companies, but it wasn't like it. It didn't feel like it was a big deal outside mm. of Ric Flair's last match. That's that's very like, true. That was where all the focus was, and that one was. I mean, and that one technically was like a little bit of a crossover, right? Mm. I mean, ironically, you know, Jeff Jarrett's now with AEW in a team with Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, not just you know this one time only thing. Um, it'd be kind of funny if they actually referenced that. I guess they they kind of did reference that. Um, this this Wednesday on the uh, acclaimed rap video, right? They did say that uh, Jeff Jarrett lost to a seventy eight year old man. So yeah, more so, crossover. Yeah, true, true. But you know, it wasn't really promoted as this. Yeah. Other than that, the card it wasn't like promoted as. A crossover event per se it was just that they booked people from all these different companies kind of collaborated on it but the attraction wasn't the crossover it certainly wasn't <clears throat> built on tv and i gotta go with forbidden door in this one too i mean okay. it was it was huge for a major company to have a, a an extra pay-per-view to bring in new japan we'd wanted this for so long they mm-hmm. built it on tv i think they shat the bed on some of the build like you know, I think the Okada music hitting should have been in a spot that was just like designed to like, oh shit, like sure. moment everyone, and it sure. should have been, it should have been like in a bigger spot. I think they wasted some of that stuff. And we uh, however, yeah, I, I still think that's yeah, uh, and 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 I wasn't fully satisfied with the event itself. Right, I liked it. I thought it was really good. But yeah, I mean, I it, yeah, it was, I certainly don't think it hit potential. It was definitely. You know, I don't think it was great. It was definitely higher profile, if nothing else. Yeah. And uh, you're yeah. right. And the focus was the crossover. So I can I can feel you on that. I think it was for me, even though the show wasn't even as good, like I just like I said, like it was just it was exciting to see that many companies coming together for Rick Flair's yeah. last match, but I feel yeah. you on the AEW Forbidden Door. So the yeah. Monster Pot crossover of the year award goes to Forbidden Door. And another quick note too, I was gonna say I did I appreciated the booking of it a lot more than the Noah show as well. That one felt very much like we don't want like we we've done the exact calculation of like who can win and you know what what and whatnot. And it yeah. was just so many like just multi man matches yeah. that just felt wasted. All right, there you go. So I'm excited about this next category. Our next category it's a breakout star of the year. The nominees are Konosuke Takeshita, Jonah, Daniel Garcia, and Wheeler Yuta. Damn, this is a really tough one for me. Yeah. Well, um, not for but me. Because... Actually, you know, it's not for me, actually, but... Yeah. I mean, Takeshita is now... Takeshita, at the beginning Hands of the year, I barely knew who he was. Yeah. And that's all yeah. me for, you know, not checking out DDT. And now he's my favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I can... <laughs> I don't think I can say it's anybody but him yeah uh, I, think so. I think that guy's the total fucking package i think he's the guy you i think he's a um a japanese star that you can put the belt on and and feel confident i i know there's hesitation especially in wwe that you can't put the belt on a foreigner you know that kind of shit there's language barrier but this guy i don't think that you can even apply that old like that old head like shitty logic to you mm-hmm. know that outdated mm-hmm. logic I don't think you can do that with this guy because he's the total fucking package. Yeah. The look, the athleticism, the size, the fucking ability, the charisma. And yeah, he's learning English still. 
he'll probably continue to get better, but that's I don't even think that matters. I mean, you could eventually I don't think they can keep this guy from being AEW champion if he stays with the company long enough. Oh, for sure. Just, yeah. I mean, imagine having him. Imagine knowing you're going to have him in the main event of all the pay-per-views. He still needs he's he's on yeah. the way. He's on the way. He's obviously the breakout star of the year uh to me hands down. Um he, yeah, I was he, really surprised he didn't go with Yuta. Yeah, he, I was I was really shocked. Dude, I no. Uh, if it if it's just me, had, my, I mean, my had runner a really up, nice year. He had a nice year, but he is just not, you know, I can't do it. Like uh to me, Jonah was um up there. Jonah, like here's something about jo- Jonah was my runner up, but mm. the thing about Jonah, like when he he showed up back in WWE like last week, by the way, and mm-hmm. uh they they brought him back in and Jonah broke out so well, and I thought that maybe it was under the radar, like only people like us knew about it. But people were mad and complaining that he was that he's now the um the Miz's heater, uh, when he was yeah. just main eventing with Okada and he he broke out in New Japan. So people took notice that he had a really good G one and he's been breaking okay. out yeah, in New Japan. Good. And so he's my he's definitely my runner up. But man, you just, I cannot deny Takeshita. That dude's the man. Yeah, I have Daniel Garcia as my easy runner-up. I mean, Jonah had a good mm-hmm. G1. I actually wasn't as impressed with him as, mm-hmm. as you guys were, I don't think. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it was some of it was just expectations, right? I mean, like, yeah. I didn't have super high expectations, and he really delivered, over-delivered, in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I seen some yeah. of the stuff from before the G1 and um, uh, and Strong and Fair stuff. Enough. And I, I, you know, I thought, okay, he's a decent big man. But to me, it was like, I'd rather see Jeff Cobb. And he proved in the G1 that he's at least as good as Jeff Cobb. But I, um, I think he's, I, I'm not going to say he's better. And he's definitely not better. But, um, yeah, but, and I mean, Garcia was, I mean, it was a, it, it was a huge year for him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. look, his, his feud with Wheeler was pretty good. And I know, I mean, Wheeler is probably going to come, I don't know, maybe last year, but his matches were, Pretty solid, especially the Mox match, which is like maybe match of the year candidate. Uh, it wasn't one of my match of the year candidates, but it was so fucking good. That yeah, Mox dude, match was, like, I'm I, memorable. I can't say Yuta, especially after like this past this week. He's he's become the guy that walks up to heels to tell them that they're doing wrong, and he's become the hall monitor of AEW. Yeah, and his promo is really bad. His bad, really bad. He sounds like, like a Gar- hall monitor like, too. Hey, hey, Gar- you, can't you can't do that. You can't do that. Garcia was great. Obviously, they spotlit him a lot. He yeah. got storyline beats sure. with Yuta and with JAS, and he wore the hat and literally. And yeah, I, I think he, he didn't wear that hat. Well, he did wear the other one though the the Triple H one. <clears throat> yeah, he had the matches with Danielson, and uh, yeah, he he was really sure. good. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I would agree. He's probably my he's probably my second pick too. Yeah, yeah. Takesh does obviously, you know. And I really think the best. Is yet to come from Garcia, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so are are you agreeing on Takeshita as well? Uh, yeah, unanimous. Yeah, yeah. All okay, right. breakout the a the uh, monster the monster pop uh breakout star of the year is Kanosuke Takeshita. All right, so we'll be sending him his plaque. <laughs> and by that, I just <laughs> oh my god, scrape some off my teeth and put it in an envelope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next couple categories we don't have quite as many nominees for, uh, admittedly. Uh, rookie of the year. Uh, as far as the ones that we've just like seen, we've got uh, Hook, who debuted um, technically December of last year, um, but still within first, the calendar. Um, and, then, uh, yeah. and then, and uh, then, Mister uh, Crypto Scammer himself, Logan Paul. 
You know, the crazy thing about this is most of the time when you get guys spending their full first full year in a major promotion, they put in all this time in the indies, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, mm -hmm. overseas or whatever. And neither of these guys did that. Yeah. I don't even did Hook have a match in the Indies at all? He has had a match in the Indies. Yeah. yeah. Um I okay. yeah. And, and in fact, um it was after he debuted in AEW though, but he started Okay, but okay. He okay, took but he before. took a few he took a few bookings on the Indies. I, okay. I he might have, I don't know. It's hard to say because you know, we don't watch everything and also not not everything is televised. It's possible yeah. that they put him on some indie shows so he can get some you know, yeah. some reps and and you know, we don't know for sure. So who knows? But man, um, it's Hook for me. I mean, Logan Paul exceeded yeah. expectations, and he was better than he had any fucking right to be. But he's only but, had two matches, so yeah. he's only had two, two matches. He said like three, right? No, two matches. Did he have a TV match? He had the match with the Miz, and he had the match with Roman Reigns. That's it. Well, yeah. he had the he had the one at Mania too, right? With the Miz against yeah, yeah, the Mysterios. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the match? Isn't that yeah. the one match? I thought he had one against the Miz. Oh, maybe he did. I, did he? Which I don't know if that's really the person I would like. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought the way that they. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Three. I mean, yeah. Hook is a full time. Whatever. Whatever. Hook is a, Hook is a full time wrestler. It's very easy to say <laughs> Hook. So listen yeah. to this. Like I know Hook was obviously a rookie this year, but with a few missteps, with mic work, which he still needs to improve on greatly. And they maybe should have um, hidden that weakness a little bit more this year. Uh, I remember one really bad in-ring promo that happened. I just felt like they put him out there to drown. And he wasn't ready for that. And was I it literally think he was like, yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was oh, jumping yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. Farmer. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of jumping Jeff Farmer bad. He didn't have to go on that long. But, man, it was rough. But let's say... Tony has the balls to keep the belt on MJF for a couple years, right? And he's going through guys, and he's doing just supreme heel shit. He's fucking just mastery. Like, Flair levels. Like, Flair NWA champion. And, you know, all our baby faces are falling short. He's ripping everybody off. And two years down the line, after it seems like he's gone through everybody, fucking the little, like, feedback and fucking organ little fucking notes from action bronson hits <laughs> and dude imagine the fucking pop mm -hmm. yeah when we, I, we talked about that last night actually that i was like yeah. could you imagine like dude, could you imagine like and, and, it, yeah. and it's not close to happening by any means but mm -hmm. could you just fucking imagine the pop when he comes out if, yeah if this if this happens i mean like, that's just like the best possible scenario is that mjf keeps this thing until hook is ready i mean there's still fucking challenge there's and dude when, when that music hits if that booking, you know, comes to pass, that's going to be the fucking monster pop of the year. That would just be fucking there's, insane. This is, I mean, it's it's very akin to Taz. Like, I mean, I know that's what we always compare him to, but it really is akin to Taz, you know? You hear fucking Taz's music in ECW, and you're like, oh, fuck. When you build a guy that's like a badass and almost an unbeatable badass, you should have heard us the other night when we were watching Dynamite. Like when when he did the save for Jungle Boy, I was there live. Yeah, the pop, yeah. it was probably the biggest yeah. pop of the whole night. Yeah. Like, oh wait, yeah. besides, I mean, I'm weird. sorry, besides the action yeah. and Dreddy thing, it was the biggest pop of the whole night, and it was that feeling like, oh fuck, yeah. Hook is coming. You better fucking fuck not fuck up. And he fucking dude, the fucking like the the excitement 
on just this past dynamite when he almost so he nearly he yeah. nearly suplexes he uh, almost suplexes big yeah big uh, or big bill yeah, now, big bill big bill morrissey and like he fuck but, but big bill goes for the fucking choke slam and he fucking snatches the arm and it looks so realistic and he grabbed him and went for it and then got caught right but like he, yeah. it was obvious he could do yeah, it, it so everybody nice. fucking wanted to see it and it was going to be nuts and um and yeah, and honestly, these two they they came off really good. Uh, yeah, you, you can't say I can't say enough good things about Hook. I know his yeah, pro- yeah. his promos need work, yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah. you do your fucking talking um, as a performer, and Hook is is the monster yeah. pop rookie of yeah, the yeah. year. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm really I, every time I see this guy, it's exciting. I, I obviously didn't like the Hook Housen shit, but I thought that was a waste of him. But I mean, he's gonna have more competitive matches. As um, I think in 2023, he's going to have more competitive matches. And we'll see how high up the card he can climb in 2023. But, un- I mean, he's the rookie of the year. And I don't think I don't think anybody can fucking argue with that. They better save that suplex for the pay-per-view. <laughs> like, they better... This is like, this is like fucking Hogan, Hogan fucking body slamming Andre shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking save it for the pay-per-view. Um, all right. So, our next category... Uh, and Hook's a guy that you can put on fucking Tiger Beat magazine and sell some fucking copies. How many copies would you buy? <laughs> I mean, I'd buy one to put in to bag and board and, you know, one, <laughs> to, you know, that so I don't what? mind getting a little wet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, our next category, the uh, the most valuable veteran of the year, our nominees are Chris Jericho. Minoru Suzuki and Sting. This is a. I feel like there's a lot of people that could fit into this category. Yeah. Um, but God. But I mean, but, but I think these are the top three. And I yeah, want to yeah. say Suzuki did fucking work. Like he, he worked with every ass, promotion yeah. in the world. Like I think he, he was even down the street from me at the fucking high school. <laughs> you know, dude, was just insane. This motherfucker was everywhere. He worked. Yeah. Obviously, you know, obviously he starts the year off in New Japan, and then he's he's with he's AW and ring of honor and did gcw and obviously did the blood sport event all those crossover events i mean he just fucking worked everything then he was back in like i think he had did a all japan match mm-hmm. i think several all japan so i'm sure he's done noah too and just, just done the, the gambit this year the fucking gambit's just been insane uh and, and he was so valuable to all this especially the american companies that brought him in i mean it's such an attraction but it's chris jericho yeah. yeah, it has to be Chris Jericho. <laughs> Chris Jericho is I mean, doing just, huge things still, yeah. especially like the last half of the year. He's just been, you know, at a like maybe a career high for and Jericho. He, just like, yeah. Even if you don't really like his stuff, which I don't know anybody that doesn't, um, he still works very, very hard to reinvent himself and do something different. Every big match he has feels like he's trying to do something fresh, whether it's doing Lionheart or. Um, challenging ROH wrestlers, and you know, well, I do find past. it a little funny that you're like he tries something different, like doing his old original gimmick. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, like you know, <laughs> yeah. the way he's doing it is very obviously different, yeah, it, and, it, uh, and it made sense yeah. to mm-hmm. do that, you know, because we're yeah. we're you know going back to New Japan and, and yeah. shit like that. It it made a lot of sense, but um, yeah, I mean the JAS stuff obviously was like at times the main event storyline, um, and he's. Put, I mean, he did a lot for Garcia. Uh, he's and he's, I mean, in a fucking pretty tumultuous year for. Well, and even just like some of like the little like the matches against like one like one off people too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the action Andretti match, 
Um, yeah. You know, even at Forbidden Door, right? I mean, like, he made, like, Shota Umino look like a total star. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and that was someone who we weren't, like, overly impressed with before um, in his well, match against Bay Lethal. But it was, like, I remember, like, the one against yeah. Lethal, like, Davey and I were kind of like, eh, it wasn't, like, you know, he, he didn't really come across as anything too special there. But, like, he totally did against Jericho. Like, Jericho, like, everyone looks like an absolute star wrestling against him. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, yeah. He's he's it. And I mean, he was also the cooler head in the room. In yeah. All out, you know, scrum and stuff coming in there. And he was he was a pretty good PR guy in the fallout of that. And, you know, kind of glued that fucking promotion together. Yeah. By not taking sides and taking it very seriously and speaking quietly. Well, I can't totally say he hasn't taken sides. Oh, I don't know if he has now. But I, I think in the, in the immediate fallout, he hasn't. Sure. But, but yeah. I, think, I think ultimately he was like, yeah, I've, I mean, CM Punk. I, I think coming out and saying some things about CM Punk's, you know, uh, lack of professionalism there was actually the move. Yeah. Yeah. So the Monster Pop, uh, yeah, most valuable veteran is Chris Jericho. MVV. And, and I've that... got some Stroop waffles that came out of my stocking. <clears throat> what does that look like? What are those? You guys think this looks like legit, Layla? Let me see. I can't. We can't see that. Bring <laughs> it down. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. Um. Anyways, wait, uh, wait. That brings. Does that... it look like Mandy Rose? Yeah. The Stroop waffle oh. girls look more like Mandy Rose next time. Uh, too much clothing. <laughs> Vegan, vegan Stroop waffles. My stocking was stuffed with them, man, and they're so, okay. so good. Yeah, and that brings us to the MVP, most valuable player. Uh, yeah. So, so explain how this is different from wrestler, wrestler of the year, Joey. Uh, this is somebody. This is this this uh, award goes to somebody that really uh, maybe they didn't have the best like kayfabe year. Maybe they didn't even have the best matches, but it's a wrestler who was very valuable to the company. Uh, who put the company on their back or a company on their back and made really important steps in pro wrestling for pro wrestling. And um, mm -hmm. that's that's what the uh, most valuable player of the year is. And we've got John Moxley, Jay White, and Will Ospreay. And I think, I think yeah. yeah, for me, I mean, Will Ospreay's great. He's doing the crossover stuff. He is having great matches. Mm -hmm. And that is awesome. Uh, Jay White, same thing. He's doing, he's, he's crossing over. He's kind of leading the charge. He's the tip of the spear for New Japan uh, here in America. Um, but man, John Moxley has put up with so much bullshit. He yeah. is this guy. And Man's I know he's not allowed to go on vacation. Yeah, he has not been able to go on vacation. Sacrificed he, a lot. He sacrificed a lot. He put the company on his back. He put AEW on his back. Uh, he was working his ass off everywhere. GCW champion. Yeah. He was working indies. Yeah. He was busting God, his the, ass. The blood yeah. sport match with Biff was yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just one of that his match was matches. killer. Yeah, he got, and, when he uh, got, also he got stuff a, a match Japan, too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the New Japan stuff, like the the strong pay per views, like mm -hmm. Capital Collision and stuff. And um, and I know it know, wasn't got, this year, he, but he got maybe a match of the year candidate out of Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. I mean. He's he's it kind of felt like he was winding down and getting a little tired. And obviously the CM Punk matches, <laughs> with the exception of one of them, left a little to be desired. But man, like his body of work this year, 
and what he did for that company, man, can't go unnoticed. Yeah. And he's the MVP, I think, yeah. for everybody. And I, I know yeah. that I know that he wasn't. This wasn't this year, but you know, he's also the guy that carried the company as champion uh, during the pandemic, and he continues to be that guy that they go to when they absolutely need something. He has got the company on his shoulders like a fucking like like Atlas. You know, CM and, Punk injures himself, he gets the belt back. Yeah, CM Punk <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Becomes a big, you know, makes, injures makes, himself makes, again. Makes, <laughs> makes, makes a fool of himself and injures his reputation, you know, and, him, and his body. Yeah, you need yeah, to have and, you need to have a meaningful person. Like, like we're talking about, he he didn't just not go on vacation. You know, he yeah, spent yeah. weeks holding that belt, so it would be meaningful when MJF won it. Well, and one well, too, like not just holding the belt. Like, I mean, he was defending he had matches, it. Yeah, really. like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Not just holding it. Like, did yeah. he? He had it, and he did. He treated it like a real championship run, and not just like a transitional champion, even though he was. And that goes to say a lot how he made the best of that situation, and, and he made it more meaningful when MJF won the belt. And after he drops the belt to MJF at the pay per view, we have dynamite that Wednesday, and his fucking music hits, and he comes to the fucking ring. <laughs> what I thought for sure he was going on vacation, and MJF yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, and MJF wasn't even. Talking <laughs> So he and and you know maybe and maybe it's because they got to do this angle because Regal is leaving like he's going yeah. back to WWE and they got to do this and he was there the next week and was he there this week no way right no way yeah yes. he was yeah he had a match was. yeah he had yeah a match. I haven't seen Dynamite and then yet. oh my and, god did oh, you, very good have match. you watched have you watched and, that and, Sammy Guevara match by the way yes from Rampage yeah, was, oh my god yeah apparently so nearly continues. lost his so, ear the Monster Pop MVP of the year is John Moxley. I can't believe he's there during the fucking holidays. I just can't. They're just far away the fucking MVP. Yeah, straight up. during the holidays, my Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I hope that guy gets some time off. <laughs> that brings us to our next category: promo of the year. Many wrestlers can talk on the mic, but not everybody can deliver the promo of the year. Not everybody can really make us feel. Um, something and believe in something and these are promos to highlight uh guys that can do that so man we've got a lot of um we've got a lot of nominees here so we're gonna like run through these really fast yeah you know uh, an honorable mention to um you shooting on jd griffey last week <laughs> uh, <laughs> i yeah, snuck in here to see like there's a few things i snuck in here to like you know see if you guys were paying attention yeah um and that was one of them but uh well, you you just said you know during a promo you can make people believe and like when you were doing that I actually believe that you did slap that guy when you were saying all that stuff I was like wait was this a shoot like that, that was, a, that I was, like, was is this a work shoot I didn't know no, yeah. that's a shoot there's no work there <laughs> me I'm still like I'm still wondering like I'm still believing you okay it's all crazy right. all right meanwhile I could you know, I could, guy, I could I mean, bring the guy in... is clearly an the guy is clearly a mixed martial artist dude so I don't think you'd really want to talk to him. <laughs> I could I could legit bring in like a handful of people that could corroborate the story. Uh I'm on the show. Yeah. All right. So promo of the year nominees are MJF, fire me, you fucking mark. Yeah, the uh classic pipe bomb promo that he cut. Mm-hmm. MJF reveals he's a CM Punk mark. Ricky Starks versus MJF. There's a there's a there's a running theme here. <laughs> Ricky Well Starks. to be fair, that that's ninety percent Ricky Starks on that yeah. one. <laughs> Ricky Starks loses the FTW title promo. Jay White backstage after losing to Ta uh, to Tama Tonga at the G1. 
A did you guys see the? Did you guys see the picture of Carmila watching that? She was yeah. enthralled. <laughs> Hangman talks about workers' rights. John Moxley, best in the world, my ass. Adam Page versus John Moxley promo. Christian Cage reburies Luke Perry. God damn. <laughs> God. Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho promo. Honestly, you could put Eddie Kingston versus Punk on here too. The, the, that, that wasn't the ring promo. That oh, yeah, that was last year. You're right. You're right. Ethan Page seeks revenge against Sammy Guevara. And yeah, so those are all our these nominees. are really good. These are really good. Yeah. And honestly, it's been such a good year for promos. Yeah. And um, I'm sure there's some stuff. This is this is one area where I'm sure there's some really good stuff in WWE, you know, with like uh, I know this blood, the bloodline storyline is something that people covet a lot. And, Sam- Particularly and Sammy, uh, yeah. Sammy Zayn just being the absolute fucking best thing going in that company right now. I, I saw some of that stuff with Sammy and those bloodline segments and I wasn't really impressed. I thought it was pretty obvious shit. I thought it was cool. And like. I think they're telling that story really cool, but we're not here to review that. But I do. Th- what about I would- what about what about Cody's like this belt and my dad, my dad. What about those promos? Oh, oh when he does that 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 um that face I don't know. Goes, they're, when he goes they're laying like this, on a little thick. He goes he goes <laughs> and he like shakes his head. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like Cody's kind of a man out of time. He's like trying to like rock this like incredibly old school like style baby face i like I, it too i but, like but it but it's not promo of the year that well yeah he was going to that well too much and i don't, I don't think yeah. he, i don't think he cares after you do yeah. more than once he's uh yeah he, he's definitely it's not promo of the of the year level shit so that's all um so yeah i i, I know that there's probably other stuff that we're even missing or forgetting Right, I mean, some of the stuff, too, is just kind of, like, there. Like, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, like, the Punk MJF feud had a bunch of great promos, but it was, like, uh, the, the one where he's, you know, the more emotional one where he, like, teased a babyface turn. Um, I think that one was probably the best uh, that he cut. Um, Eddie Kingston had a number of great promos. I think that Jericho promo, which was, like, I, th- I don't know if it was the last time he really got a lengthy, like, back and forth, um, but it was really good. Um the Christian Cage, I mean, Christian Cage has been firing you know, on all cylinders for his promos, but that I think that first one, or I think it was the first one where he, uh, he talks about, you know, Jungle Boy's dad's yeah. dead. and people, Like, people didn't expect him to, like, really bring yeah. it like that. Uh, the Dan Lambert yeah. bears Brandy Rhodes as well. I, I guess I missed that when I was doing the nominees. That's a good one, too. Um, damn. This is a, this, it's really tough. Well, I don't think it's tough. I just don't. There's a lot of great stuff here, but I don't think it's tough. What you, uh, got? you don't think so? Which one do you got? Dude, the MJF fucking... Fire me, you fucking mark. I've, I've seen it be referred to as the MJF pipe bomb. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of annoying, but but that's that's the one, dude. I have to agree with that. I mean, there's... And, and that's the kind of promo where you can only do it when it, when it's the right time, and you have mm-hmm. to hit... If you, if you miss that fucking moment when all the planets align, you're not going to get mm-hmm. that ever again. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah, so MJF, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I mean... I, I think like right. I I slightly prefer the uh, the recent Ricky promo against MJF, but I think yeah, like the pipe bomb or the you know MJF pipe bomb, the fire me. I think that was that was a really good promo. I I I kind of I still have mixed feelings on the follow up. Yeah, um, yeah, which was months I, oh, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that the, that uh... was it, they they at least fucking sharded the bet on that one. I think the one that I have as a runner up though is Ricky Starks. When he After loses. he lost, 
And, yeah. and it gets cut off because they do the angle where Hobbs attacks him, right? But he had MJF, they, they had all this build and they had all this, you know, um, there was all this hubbub and it was the big news story. Um, and there was so much to that that he was set up to go in there. And Joe, you're right. He couldn't fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, I, like if he, if, if, if he'd have fucked that up, it would have just been disastrous. Yeah. So he had to deliberate there and he did. And obviously we God. talked about it. It was a huge story and it was great. And, and I, and we've seen pipe bomb type promos before, but even I couldn't believe it. Like I, I, I was just like, oh my god, this is. Yeah. I can't believe they're they're going this far. I mean, you sometimes you get up to a line, but they cross the line. It was fantastic. But Ricky awesome. Starks, after he lost that title, he didn't have much to work on other than he lost a title. And yeah. dude, that was fucking great. And it, it, was, it, it got yeah. cut off. I almost wish they would have waited to do the angle and just let him. I feel like I thought that I thought that added so much impact to it because it wasn't like it wasn't like a full attack. Like it wasn't like the uh, the recent um, like Keith Lee swerve thing where it was kind of just way too drawn out. What the this was just like one Larry and like it was done. It's true that was great. And you're right, but I just wanted to hear him talk more. Does that makes true. Yeah, which is which is exactly. I mean, you should be left wanting more, right? That's kind of that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah that's that's, that's exactly what, what should have happened. Uh, another honorable mention. That's would also be, why they cut off quote unquote cut off the mic on MJF. Yeah, yeah. Another honorable mention would be uh, uh, Dax Harwood uh, fight like an eight year old girl promo. I didn't like I didn't like that one at all. Okay. I, in fact, in fact, I found that one really. Uh, I don't know if patronizing is a word, but I found that like low hanging fruit and uh, cliche. To be okay. honest, and, and, and listen, fair I, enough, but. I like. I understand. I, I understand his, good his baby daughter face. was sick, and dude, if if my daughter was sick, I don't think that I could even go on TV to do a fucking promo. I'd be so torn up. So, props to him for. Well, this you know, was after she beat it. She, this was after she beat it. That's like. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was inspired I just, by her. I just. Yeah. I just. I just thought it was a little. And, and I feel bad saying that as a father and everything of a little. more than anything yeah but um um, yeah i I thought even in that it was a little corny i I would think that if if i was going to like exploit my daughter's sickness for a promo that i would come up with a little bit there's something a little (laughs) bit better than like uh sorry my Tourette's went off come up with something a little bit better than like the slogan for like a 5k run or something you know what i mean I, I I don't know I I, it's a, I thought it was a great that makes sense I understand what you're, I understand what you're saying but Wait. like I understand what you're saying but I don't know I thought it, sounds it was a like, great it sounds like the slogan like some Highland Park moms would come up that were putting I mean, together a five k run I mean, you're <laughs> absolutely you're, like, you're, you are right like that's like you're one hundred percent right that is like exactly the slogan of a five k run yeah. <laughs> like yeah like, no that's for St Jude's like fight like an angel girl or something like that but like um. Yeah, I mean, I, I it was a it was a nice promo. I thought. I mean, I also give like an, an a nod again to like the Hangman uh, Punk that talks about worker workers' rights. I mean, that's probably yeah. the most impactful promo of the yeah. year, <laughs> just in terms of like the ripple effect. It had. Yeah, but yeah, the, 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 but yeah. The, like the shoot ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the uh, and you know, as far as the Ricky Starks and MJF promos and stuff goes. They're incredible, but I really feel like they've left some stuff on the table in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're just getting fucking, yeah. they're just getting started. They are just yeah. getting started. Yeah. And man, Maybe. And, and, I, and Ricky see, Starks, see, would... Ricky Starks keeps delivering because like his his uh, his yeah. entering promo at Jericho last week was fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and like yeah, he's he's gonna keep delivering. I just really feel like they're just getting. Going. I thought 
I thought his pre-match promo on uh, Winter's Coming was a little lacking, though, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And he was that great. But, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't good. You're right. But that was also a backstage pre-tape. There's something yeah, about no. being backstage, and there's was something this? about, like... Oh, no, no, no. That there, was the pre-tape. There's yeah. All, yeah, there's also something about, like... Um, I didn't even hear most of it. Like when I was there live, I didn't even hear most no, of that it. Was people, that, that was that yeah, was the other promo. Pe- yeah, people were still buzzing. No, no, I guess so. Yeah, no, 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 it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still. Yeah, people were still buzzing about the action and dready segment. People were still like losing their minds, and yeah, nobody was yeah, ready. Yeah, for it was a that was on TV. Too. So that ma- that promo suffered. Maybe it would have been better in a different spot. Who knows? But yeah, it was. Um, Ricky Starks keeps delivering, and they've got well, they've you, got a place to go. So the monster. Yeah. Pro- the Monster Pop yeah. promo of the year is MJF, fire me, you fucking Mark. Yeah. And, you know, with the going back to the Ricky Starks thing real quick, we think that they're just getting started, but Tony proves time and time again that the obvious thing that to do that we want to see and also seems obvious and seems like the smart booking is not always what he does. In fact, he does. I, I think it's, it's like, I don't think it's like, it's not going on right now, but I think it's going to be something they'll come back to. He's, he's trying to book like New Japan. I hope so. He's trying to book like New Japan, where if you have your title shot, you don't continue the feud. If you if you're like you don't really continue the feud, you uh, you you had your turn. You go to the back of the line, and you'll get your turn again down the line. And I think that's okay. Um, like let MJF get some defenses in. Let them have another meaningful match. Maybe Ricky doesn't win again, but maybe Ricky will win one day. Who knows? But like I see where they're what they're trying to do with it. But I also don't think he's doing it because he's just a shitty booker. I think they're trying to do it like New Japan does. Like I remember no, whenever I, I when people that, but remember they when just everybody seemed to come around to it. Maybe, but uh, remember when? Uh, I mean, they did it with Hangman. I mean, Hangman did. You know, like that 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 yeah. that was a long time, yeah. and they did the exact same thing. Uh, and that's another way they booked their baby faces. And I remember when like uh, everybody started paying attention to New Japan and Okada, or you know, Okada and Omega had the match, and everybody's used to. You know, oh, it was great, so continue the feud. But, like, you know, that's not how they do it in New Japan. So after Okada and and Omega had that match, you know, Suzuki was the next in line, you know. And um, people didn't really understand that quite at first. And I remember Kenny had to say in, like, an interview, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't have a problem with Suzuki, you know, going for the title next. You know, they just don't understand how it works. And they were, everybody was getting into it. And I really think that's what they're doing here. But oh, I got a I got a crying kid. I'm Uh-oh. gonna text. I'm gonna text in my picks for the next couple and see when I can get back here. Okay, I'll be right back. She's All right, full, full. She's having a full fucking heel turn. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we've got uh, next up is feud of the year. Uh, we've got a number of nominees here. We've got CM Punk versus MJF, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus uh, Christian slash Luchasaurus. Uh, it was really that you know duo that they were up. He was up against. FTR versus the Briscoes. Obviously, you know, they had their trilogy of matches this year. Uh, the JAS versus the Blackpool Combat Club, um, which has kind of been like the leading story for, you know, months, it feels like. Um, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho versus ROH. Um, kind of in general, right? That's all his like former champions um, that he's going up against, going after ring announcers, things like that. Everyone refs. <laughs> Um, Will Ospreay vs. Kenny Omega, CM Punk vs. Hangman Adam Page, The Elite vs. Death Triangle, and then uh, more of a shoot feud with CM Punk vs. The Elite. Um, I guess some honorable mentions could be like uh, um, The Bullet Club versus you know, Tama Tonga. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's some good New Japan stuff like that. And, you know, WWE wise, there's probably like the bloodline. Whoever. Who are they feuding with? Like, is that even like, or do they just like go through challengers? That's pretty much been like what I've gathered is they kind of go through challengers. I mean, like, I think like Kevin Owens has been around a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, like, they beat that horse to death um, like two years ago or whatever with right. him versus Roman. So. Okay, well, uh, man, to me, this is a really easy one. It's got to be FTR versus Briscoes. That trilogy was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there wasn't a lot of like promo stuff done on TV or anything, but the fact that FTR was able to get themselves over as big as they were um, and without uh, the TV time that they deserve, and then, you know, the Briscoes being this like, legendary team in the shadows that they had matches with and then all three matches were just absolutely stellar um god i gotta go with ftr versus briscoes uh fair enough i mean yeah like i mean they had like some stellar matches i mean for me it's kind of missing like those the trappings of like all the trappings of a feud really mm-hmm. um just because like it, again it was kind of like those matches and again, a lot of that's kind of just down to like you know the nature of the briscoes and you know Warner not wanting them on TV, uh, things like that. Um, I think I'm actually going to go with uh, Davy's pick here: uh, the JAS versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Really? Um, I mean, it was just it was just so all encompassing. Um, I mean, you could argue that there are certain ways where it's like you know maybe it needed to end sooner, but I think you had so many great matches out of it. Um, you had like Chris Jericho doing the Lionheart stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I would say like him versus uh, the the Lionheart versus. Uh, Mox match in particular, I thought that was another you know match of the year contender potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. but I, I think there was I, I think and like you know they embedded all the ROH stuff in it, and it was really the key to like the AEW ROH crossover. And I think it's kind of helped put ROH back on the map compared to you know before where it was kind of or at least before Tony Khan bought it this year, it was kind of becoming a little bit of a backwater, right? Like no one was really talking about. Um, ROH and whatnot, and like obviously, you know, like the Chris Jericho versus ROH, like that's sort of the you know, a little bit of a joke, but I mean, really, it was this was the bulk of that feud, and I think for me, this was just uh, a major part of like particularly like the latter half of this year has yeah. been like a major defining feature of the company. I very much loved the Jericho versus ROH feud as well. I mean, that was a great feud. Um, there was some missteps in it that I didn't really like, uh, which is what keeps it out of the 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 number one for me. Uh, CM Punk MJF is definitely my runner-up. Um, that was really great, too. They told some fucking phenomenal stories. They uh, had good matches, and... Um, yeah, they like had the, the two matches, right? Yeah, they had the two matches, and the uh, the in-ring promos were fucking great. There was mm-hmm. that there was that promo where Blood got... Co- or Blood got color. Um, CM Punk got color. Yeah. And, uh, you know, MJF was... You know, they were wearing the white shirts and things like that, and, you know, that was... You know, MJF having the the T-shirt with like um, him and himself and Punk. You know, and meeting Punk when he was a kid and things like that. That was that shit was so good. And but yeah, for me, FTR Briscoes, incredible matches, bloody mm-hmm. final match. Uh, and then yeah, I feel like I definitely understand where y'all are coming from with JAS versus BCC. So, but you guys, you guys both picked. Yeah. You guys both picked JAS. All right. Well, the Monster Pop feud of the year goes to JAS versus the BCC. There's still plenty of time for the uh, FTR Briscoes to get their flowers on the show, though. So I hope so. Won't be the last time we talk about them. <laughs> I'm glad that they're. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're. Uh, I'm glad that they're like 
they're like mentioning him on TV and stuff now too. Yeah, it, it was funny though. Like I said, the, the promo they had at like I think it was the zero hour, right? It felt very mm-hmm. meta, where it's like, oh, you know, thanks for showing us, like, or putting our name on TV, ass boys. Yeah. Oh my God. He goes, ad boys. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He's like, first of all, we gotta thank the ad boys. <laughs> Fucking awesome. I better not get in trouble for making fun of their accent, their southern accent. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think they'd be mad. I don't. I think they're they're not as thin skinned <laughs> as that. Uh, All right. Our next category: turn of the year. Now this is turning babyface or heel. Uh, we com- we combine it into one category. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the nominees are Jericho forms the JAS, turning from face to heel. Ricky Starks loses the FTW title, turning heel to face after getting attacked by um, by Powerhouse. Powerhouse Hobbs. FTR FTR going turning from heel to face. Christian Cage Christian Cage attempts to kill Jungle Boy, turning from face to heel. Jay Lethal cheats against Matt Seidel, turning from face to heel. Sammy Guevara becomes a fuckboy, face to heel. <laughs> the acclaimed didn't are know betrayed else to by describe the, it. Yeah. The, the acclaimed are betrayed by the gun club from heel to face. Swerve abducts daddy ass from face to heel. Samoa Joe betrays Wardlow face to heel. CM Punk talks about empty headed dumb fucks during media scrum face to shoot heel. <laughs> and uh, and the gorillas of destruction, the gorillas Destiny. of destiny, excuse me, are kicked out of the bullet club from heel to face. Um, my pick, your go ahead and give us your pick. Oh man. Um, it's it's tough i mean for me it's like a lot of these are in some like some of them i think like the actual turn was a little less exciting but it was just the overall implications of it i mean ftr like i mean i put and here they steal jim Cornette's music that was the only thing i could like figure out was like when they definitively turned mm-hmm. um you know i think turning the face was definitely a good idea but it wasn't like you know there was like this you know come to jesus moment so to speak right um i mean for me it's it's between Ricky Starks uh, turning uh, face uh, and Christian Cage turning heel. So, like, if we had separated out into two categories, I think you know those would be the two winners. Um, I think you know probably like maybe a little bit of recency bias, just because like I think that he did lose a little momentum when he was. I think he was might have been injured. Uh, there was reasons for him being off TV, but uh, Ricky Starks, I think I'm, I'm gonna have to go with. Him I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ricky Starks too because. That was the most beautifully, perfectly done. Yeah, like turn that segment was that, amazing. Losing the title, getting over while losing the title, then like cutting that incredible promo, turning babyface, and then solidifying the babyface turn by getting attacked. Like mm-hmm. it, it, and then this how fucking big time he felt after that. Yeah, and we were a hundred percent sure he was babyface at that point. That was so perfectly done. I don't think anything else be- beats that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ricky Starks uh, as well, and that's what uh Davey went with as well. What what was your runner up? My runner up was man, probably the acclaimed. Um, even though like, cause that one's the one that hurt the most, right? Even as like a yeah. fucking jaded wrestling fan, um, and I they loved... were already like, I mean, they were like definitely like, becoming crowd favorites. Yeah. Um, like in that like five man unit, they were nominally heels, but yeah. that really solidified. I was, yeah, the, the, I was talking to, I was talking to Amber about this too. And she was like, you remember when she was like, I miss when the ass boys would get the, uh, would get the fucking city wrong all the time. 
<laughs> you know, like it, like remember they would get the city wrong and they would have to, you know, on purpose or whatever. And it was they were like doofuses or whatever. And it's just like what an era that was. And I remember loving that little era so much and loving that team so much, like that entire whole stable. And then losing it and like doing the turn, mm-hmm. it felt like it was too early. And you want to be as like a jaded wrestling fan being like, oh, that was wrong. That was too early. But at the same time, it also made you feel the worst about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I I just I didn't I didn't want that to end, which made it more impactful to me. So that was definitely my runner up, I guess. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, that was a really that, that was a, a kind of another big beat. Like, I mean, we we kind of questioned it at the time. Yeah, just because but like some of it was. I mean, on some level, I think we were worked a bit, right? Like, I think that yeah, was like exactly. kind of the, the, the appeal, right? It was, exactly. it was kind of, um, you know, we were supposed to feel like yeah. negative about it. <laughs> like, you know, we were screwed. And, you know, obviously, you know, daddy ass came back. But uh, yeah, I remember yeah. I remember he was like, you know, like they were he was down and they tried to do the scissor. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah that was so sad. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. So the the Monster Pop. Turn of the year goes to Ricky Starks losing the FTW title. Going from yeah. heel to babyface. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we have news story of the year. I think this is a near and dear to our hearts as, you know, half our content feels like it's covering the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a ton of categories here or a ton of nominees here. Um, we have the death of Antonio Inoki. Uh, everybody hates Sammy, just all of his backstage drama, people trying to fight him, etc. Um, Kota Ibushi and uh, his issues with New Japan and uh, bringing the Yakuza into it. Um, MJF no-shows the meet-and-greet and books of flights uh, out of the pay-per-view. Um, this is the whole, you know, his whole contract dispute thing in general. Ric Flair's last match. Uh, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, goes back to WWE, and then the Vince McMahon allegations of him finally retiring and stepping down as the head of WWE, and AEW brawl out, all the stuff with CM Punk, the Elite, that whole mess of a story. These are some big fucking stories this year, and I, man, I don't... I don't think it, I honestly don't think it gets even though the AEW brawl out is probably mm-hmm. is so huge and it involves CM yeah. Punk who is one of the biggest stars of all time. Vince McMahon is the guy and yeah. this him stepping down is truly the end of an era. Um finding out the fucking horrible shit he's did was insane. Uh wondering what was going to happen, what was going to be the future of the biggest wrestling company of the world. It does not get any bigger than Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's allegations, news stories. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with as well. Uh, David said he's he would go with the uh, the scrum slash brawl out um, again. Like you know, those were big stories, but I think you're right. I mean, like just the historical impact of Vince stepping down and whatnot. Um, and like, and I think like we kind of thought that you know. When it came when it came time for him to do that, he'd probably just die, <laughs> right? Like I think that was kind of the 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 general assumption of like wrestling fans, right? Is he the mm-hmm. only way he was going to step down was die or like have something really yeah. bad medically happen? But like the fact that it was like tied to like all of this like scummy stuff, which feels incredibly on brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it should it like it's one of those things where it's like it it's not surprising, but like 
it's so not surprising that it's surprising when it actually like comes out and is an issue mm-hmm. if that makes sense but yeah i think that would had to be like the big story of the year right. for sure yeah i agree all right so the monster pop news story of the year is vince mcmahon allegations in stepping down <clears throat> that brings us to is davy coming back what's going on with davy over there i am not sure um well, the show must go on. It should. Yeah, we're going to keep going, but I didn't know if we needed to slow down for Dave or what. All right. Well, we now have show of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the nominees are AEW New Japan Forbidden Door, uh, AEW Full Gear, AEW Double or Nothing, AEW All Out, ROH Supercard of Honor, uh, NJPW Wrestle Kingdom 15 and NJPW G1 Climax Final. There might be some other uh, individual um, G1 nights that could have contended, but I didn't really feel like looking through the card of every single <laughs> um, episode of the G1 to figure that out, which one was like, you know, truly show of the year contender. But what are you feeling for this one? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm like, it's to me, it's a no brainer. It's Forbidden Door. Okay. Um, yeah, that was just the biggest, like, jaw dropping, exciting thing to, to me that happened as far as like a pay per view goes. Um, Putting these, putting like, uh, doing the crossover, it's just awesome. The implications, uh, something that we never ever thought we'd see. You know, it was great. Wrestle Kingdom was great. G1 Final was fucking great. Like, all these, you know, pay reviews are really good. But yeah, to me, it doesn't even come close to being like as important as Forbidden Door was. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's where I'm going to go with, too. I mean, there was a lot of great matches on the show, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had, um, you know, I, I think I think Claudio versus CSJ was great. Orange Cassidy versus Osprey was obviously amazing. Um, you know, just like the tag team uh, matches were great. I mean, I think everything like the, like the worst match really just kind of boiled down to the fact that like Adam Cole got concussed and they had to call an audible, right? I mean, that was mm-hmm. kind of that's the worst thing that uh, happened. Uh, Davey uh, went with a uh, full gear. I mean, full gear was another. Uh, great show i think it was probably um as far as like AEW individually that was probably their best show this year mm-hmm. um you know all out you know sort of has like that nod for like the scrum and whatnot but um yeah i think like i think i lean towards uh forbidden door as well yeah just like you i'd say full gear was my runner-up as well like yeah just so many important things happened. the show was really good from top to bottom from a wrestling standpoint it was probably the best show but yeah the to me like the the quality of show plus the importance definitely was forbidden door for me. So the Monster Pop show of the year was AEW NJPW Forbidden Door. All right, this next category, uh, not to a wrestler, so to speak, but somebody that was in a non-wrestler war, uh, role this year. Uh, so the non-wrestler of the year. And the nominees are William Regal, Dan Lambert, Excalibur, um... Stokely Hathaway, Sanjay Dutt, and Nick Gage. So these are like, I'm surprised we didn't put like Paul Heyman on here or something. But um, um, I haven't really seen him like do anything. Like I, I mean, know he's with the Bloodline, but I don't think yeah. he's been like a major he's role probably, of it anymore. I mean, he's still doing promos. You know he is, and like it's still, um, you know, he he does. I haven't heard any buzz about any promos. That's why he didn't make it. Gotcha. Um, I see. Nick Gage is obviously here as a joke. Um, 
that being said, uh, calling anything that he did this year wrestling is pretty cynical. Um, so that's yeah. kind of why I, I, I put him. Know, I haven't said that. <laughs> All right. So I mean, my pick obviously goes to William Regal. Uh, yeah, I think that's you know he's I, I think um, I, he's definitely not a loss that I I, I think AEW won't recover from. Right? Like I think that like that it's sort of. Um, like I, I think he pl- he was really great in the role that he was in, um, but they'll be able to move on without him. But like I think like the, his him showing up, him creating the Blackpool Comic Club was just such a like it, it's like one of those things where it's like this like very rarely does someone have like a a, a, a legacy in kayfabe like that mm-hmm. that feels like oh yeah like this is like even with this person gone it feels like you know they've they've done something, um and that they're you know there's still value to um, them to that promotion after they're gone. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's got to go to William Regal. Um, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so the monster pop non wrestler of the year is William Regal. Um, yeah. He's yeah. He's just, uh, just had, a, he had a big impact. He's helping in the locker room. Uh, he's been involved in the big, one of the biggest storylines going. Uh, mm-hmm. He's somebody that keeps getting, you know, He's uh, getting pulled from both ends, from WWE and AEW. Everybody wants him. Yeah. It's easy. William Regal. And there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we've got the monster pop of the year. This is, goes to the biggest pop, the loudest pop, just the craziest thing that happened, the craziest moment uh, that people were shocked about, things that sh- sent shockwaves all over the wrestling world in one single moment. So you know we had to make a monster pop category because that's our yeah. namesake. It's our name. It's the the titular category. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF returns at All Out. Claudio debuts at Forbidden Door. Action Andretti beats Chris Jericho. Jamie Hayter winning the AEW Women's Championship. Danhausen's debut, uh, and then basically the Acclaim versus Squerve in Our Glory, like just kicking out. And yeah. <laughs> uh, and Cody Rhodes WWE debut. Damn, these. This is to me. This is a really tough one. Um, yeah, I mean God. it's 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 tough. I mean, like, and obviously, like, you definitely have some bias towards uh, one. I mean, I don't know if that was necessarily going to be your pick, but like being, you know, at sort of ground zero for the action Andretti Jericho one, that was probably audibly the loudest pop for you all year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I was there. I was part of that pop. So, I mean, maybe that's a bias. I don't know. But it was definitely the the loudest. It was pop a huge there. pop, yeah. It was huge, and it sounded even crazier on like in real life. I have to go with Action Andretti beats Chris Jericho for me. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's fair. Yeah, like I, I, we can go with that one. Um, I, I think Claudio's debut got a really big reaction too, and like and like I think the the framing of it like helped. Like where like the crowd saw like the uh, Swiss, you know. Titantron and whatnot, and then yeah. you just hear them like explode, and then uh, get out there, right? Um, you know, I, I I couldn't remember if uh, what year CM Punk debuted because it just feels like time has sort of uh, flattened the past couple of years in terms of wrestling. Oh yeah, it wasn't this um, year. Yeah, yeah, it was it was last year because I mean, obviously the Kingston one and whatnot too. Because right. I would I would get a nod to that feud if if it was around. But uh, yeah, I think you know that action Andretti beating Chris Jericho. Um, that was just such a like just a colossal like thing like it was really um just classic moment that you're gonna look at you know years from now 
Um, yeah, I, I, my runner up is probably is uh, got to be Cody's debut. Cody's debut was insane too. Cody's debut, yeah, that was pretty big. Yeah, and then of course, uh, and then everybody just being shocked. He's using his uh, the music he was using in AEW and all that kind of stuff. And then MJF's pop was absolutely fucking insane too. Um, God, there's there's so many really good ones here. But for me, Action Andretti beating Chris Jericho, I can't you can't. I know that's biased. Maybe this is the most biased one of all, but it's our category. It's named after <laughs> us, and I'm picking Action Andretti beats Chris Jericho. All right, that that that, that gets the that gets the pick. <laughs> um, all right, that moves us along to the debut of the year. Yeah, so uh, our nominees here, I did add in one real quick because I had forgotten to include it earlier. Was of course uh, Cody Rhodes uh, at WrestleMania 38. Uh, Action Andretti's <laughs> Dynamite debut, I guess. Uh, he had previously been on Dark, so it's uh, but it's his TV debut. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Housen, when he just like showed up at a be- Beach Break on uh, the January 26th episode of Dynamite. Uh, Soraya's debut on Dynamite on uh, September 21st. Uh, Samoa Joe coming out at the end of Final Battle, and then Claudio Castagnoli at Forbidden Door. Man, for me, I got to give this to Cody Rhodes. It was huge. Okay. Pop was huge. It was exciting, and he delivered with good matches. I got to go with Cody Rhodes here. I mean, my pick, honestly, and unfortunately, we're going to, you know, Davey will have to tie break this somehow, whether it'll be, you know, in corporeal form or not. Uh, I got to go with uh, Claudio, uh, to be honest. I thought that mm-hmm. debut was just, like, really incredible. Like, the, and, like, just, yeah, I think that match, like, really helped, too. I think it was definitely better than, like, Cody's WrestleMania match. Not that that match was bad, but I think it just really helped uh, elevate um, the debut. Um, the reaction was really big, and this was someone who I think never really like. I think people have always kind of felt never really got his flowers in WWE. So like him coming to a company that like the impression was was going to appreciate him more, and I think that they have appreciated him more. Right, yeah, and he they very have, quickly definitely. won the ROH title and whatnot, and I think he's been used pretty well. He feels uh, but like I, from, a world beater, world beater now as well. He feels like yeah. a, like somebody who shouldn't be losing and things like that. Yeah. So I, I, that for me, that was my debut of the year. So we'll have to, you know, my backup. Hopefully, Davy can settle that out. Yeah. But my backup was Samoa Joe. We were again, we were there live, yeah. and it was insane. Uh, and Samoa Joe's just great. And then, of course, we have the uh, the infamous. Uh, picture that i took of samojo and tony khan that went viral and people started stealing it for memes and stuff like that yeah you fucked that one up didn't you (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah that was awesome so that's my runner-up right there um i guess we're not gonna get davy's uh going through some crisis here so i don't think we're gonna get his uh his his tiebreaker we kind of need his tiebreaker so (laughs) Do we do a part two, or we don't have that many categories left? Should we take a five minute break to go to the bathroom and stuff? Yeah, let's take let's take a five minute break. Okay. We are back. 
Um, I'm back. I am also back. We have settled debut of the year. Uh, Davey went with Cody, so that that gives Cody Rhodes the win for the Monster Poppers Debut of the Year Award. Debut of the year. We're back on debut of the year. Our the Monster Pop debut of the year is Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 38. All right, botch of the year. This brings us to the botch of the year. There are definitely some funny moments in pro wrestling where uh, you crack up at some shit happening. Um, whether it's a botch or whether it's just some stupid people saying some stupid fucking things. Uh, and those cat the the nominees are the Punk Shot Lariat. <laughs> One and two, AEW double or nothing. CM Punk going over to the top rope to do the buckshot lariat and falling on his ass. Uh, Willow takes a piss during ROH Death Before Dishonor Zero, <laughs> zero Hour. Willow goes for the doctor bomb and puts so much <laughs> into comes it out. because she's as good as she is. She's great. We like her here. And um, uh, and yeah, we saw pee and lots of pee. <laughs> Uh, Ric Flair's last match just Ric Flair's last match just the whole thing everything about it except for the awesome story honestly you could have put Ric Flair's last match on storyline of the year because um, yeah it would have been it like that was it's like it all came together at the end it did Um, well well well, yeah that that fuck those those that video stuff that they did those like little mini docs incredible absolutely fucking incredible uh <laughs> like i thought they were really good i don't know if it was storyline of the year but i feel like it was worth mentioning uh vince mcmahon sells the stunner one last time oh my god and then uh <laughs> and then control your narrative that's it debuts control control your narrative the whole thing everything about it uh <laughs> yep um gosh uh and Davey then, nominated a, a write-in, a write-in. The stage, which was the stage dive where Punk broke his foot. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was a proper botch, to be honest. Like, I mean, he does the stage dive; it's reckless. I but, mean, yeah. obviously that wasn't the intended outcome, but yeah, but he didn't fuck it up. I guess technically, yeah, just fucked up. He just he got injured, but that's pretty funny too. Um, man, I'm gonna God, I gotta go with uh, with Willow. And uh, apologies to Willow, <laughs> big fan. Um, but that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. We were watching oh, with a bunch yeah. of people, and it was it was wild. And I know it was probably embarrassing and stuff, but it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like that before. And it was, at least I've heard no one else talk about it. Nobody talked like, about it. You we know. clearly saw. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I know Promo Joe had like something in his video for it too. Oh, did but, he? Yeah, but yeah, oh. that was. That was wild. I've never seen anything like it. What about you? I mean, I gotta go with the punk stuff, right? I mean, yeah. just like, like this is the spot. Like, he's a major star. He's winning the title, and he just whips out like the most awful attempt at mimicking his opponent's signature move. Mm. And like, you know, I, I, I'd say like, you know, like tie in the stage dive to it too, because like, I mean, we thought that he possibly got injured on this spot, but it was mm. the stage dive instead, which. I don't know. Is that worse? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that was that was really the start of like the fall, right? I mean, he didn't really have a lot of like bad faith against him, but it was just yeah. it was just embarrassing. Like it was just for me, like that was just too much. 
Okay, I can see that for sure. And since Davies had something to do with Punk as well, I guess we can go with the Punk Shot Lariats 1 and 2, Botch of the Year. Monster Pop Botch of the Year, Punk Shot Lariats 1 and 2, AW Double or Nothing. And, you know, a footnote, a, a Punk breaking his foot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worst match of the year. Oof, these are fucking insane. <laughs> Ric Flair and Andre El Idolo versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Did I say Andre? Andrade. <laughs> Andrade <laughs> El Idolo versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Is, would Andre be like if his, uh, um, when Chavo did that, like, what was it Kerwin White gimmick? Would that be uh, Andrade's? Yeah, this cast was a one. <laughs> Just make him Andre. Oh my God. Uh, that was that Ric Flair's last match. That was actually Ric Flair's yeah. last match. Was what could be possibly one of the yeah. worst matches of the entire year. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. I've seen a lot of people say that they love this and wrestling should be fun. But uh, we here at Monster wrestling Pop, is fun, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, not this. Yeah, we here at Monster Pop think that is one of the shittiest matches we've ever seen. Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. I don't even. Oh, that was the. Yeah, I remember that now. That was. It was. Awful. It was him versus Austin Theory, yeah. and then like Vince came out for the match, and it was just we, we, awful. Marina I think we were like in like a state of like suspended shock that entire time. Like we couldn't believe what we were watching. Marina Shafir versus Thunder Rosa, pretty bad. I don't know if like this is the worst match of the one of the worst matches of the year. I mean, it's it was bad. But like the fact that we thought so highly of Marina Shafir going into this match, yeah, well, she had already lost a little bit on that uh, yeah. Jade Cargill match, but that one wasn't right. like completely embarrassing. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, Marina Shafir cutting that. Oh my god, she just she went from being somebody that I was really excited about to being one of the absolute worst things I've ever seen in wrestling, and uh, that's why that is one of the nominees: John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley versus Matt Tremont. And Nick Gage, GCW, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> like, well, this yeah. is the this is the death match that had like the the no finish or something. I can't yeah. remember how it ha ended exactly. But for me, this was I mean, there's like a billion GCW matches that could have contended for this, right? Yeah, there's a but, lot like for of... me, this was the one that like I was like, you know, whatever. Like the scramble matches, most of them suck. Whatever. Yeah. But this was like this is like a major spot. It was part of their whole tag title thing. It was like. This is when I realized that like this company doesn't really know what it's doing. Well, and then also like there was that um, that one match that from NXT that went viral. Uh, with, oh, uh, with uh, Indy Hartwell, Lash Legend and Lash yeah. yeah, that that, that one's, one yeah, was, that's also uh, that one was super bad. Yeah, that's I I still awesome. fucking like think about this in my head and laugh when I see when I when she had her like when she had um. Indy Hartwell in her fucking arms like this, and she was sideways, and she tried oh, to get yeah. her head back and forth on the ropes is still one of the worst things. So for me, ugh, at least Ric Flair, at least Ric Flair's last match was memorable. Um, and there was like crazy stuff that you could talk about, like him faking a heart attack. Yeah, and oh my god, uh. There were some redeemable things about it. Oh man, I don't know. It was bad. God, I gotta go with. I gotta go with that NXT match. Honestly, it's worse than yeah, everything on here. It's worse than every single thing on here. I think. Ugh. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably a few other contenders too, uh, in terms of. Um, 
you know, like, I mean, we've seen uh, parts of, like, the Ronda Rousey versus, um, uh, what was the, I mean, she's had a number of bad matches. Oh, versus Shotzi, yeah. Yeah, yeah versus Shotzi, that was really, but, like, I, have, I, I haven't watched the full match of you. Like, yeah, and, like, you can name any Anna J match, they're pretty bad. Um, but they weren't that bad, like, in compared to this. Like, they were definitely awful, but... Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I I, I got to go with that. Uh, Davy said Sammy Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Uh, that was really bad too. But at least like, I felt like there was some thought that wasn't completely brain dead that went into that match. I like what? I don't know. I mean, what wasn't completely brain dead that went? You know, what? I'm changing mine. I'm gonna agree with, going with that? Sammy Zayn versus yeah, Johnny. You know what? The more yeah. I sit here and think about it, the worse it gets. And then I remember, wasn't Wee Man in the match? Yeah. Uh, like, oh my god, guess, dude. I, you know what? Yeah, for me, like, God, I don't know. I mean, like, it, like, there's some creative bits to it, but it's just like, I, like, they all went wrong. Like, this, I mean, the, not that the mousetrap, I think, was ever a good idea, right? Oh like, my I don't god, I ever... forgot about the giant mousetrap. It just keeps getting worse the more I <laughs> yeah, think about it. Yeah, I guess it. the more I think about it, too. And, like, Wee Man, like, and <clears throat> here's the thing, I have no, like, attachment to, like, Giant Knoxville or like Jackass or like any of that stuff, right? I've I've never watched any of them, but man, like that was terrible. Listen, that was really bad. I loved, uh, I loved, um, like Jackass growing up. I liked mm -hmm. the old Jackass movies. Like I liked, a, I liked a lot of that stuff. But the new Jackass stuff is so bad. Like we went to that movie theater. And like it, the, the, we watched it on like a giant screen, like one of those, I don't know if it was IMAX screen or whatever those giant movie screens are called, but we watched it on one of those giant screens. And of course the technology now is super HD, right? And since these guys are old, 90% of the movie, I'm not kidding. About 90% of the movie <laughs> is dicks. It's dicks. It's dicks here, yeah. dicks there, balls there. Balls there. It stunts with their dicks. It's close up of close ups of dicks and balls. And I remember like it dawning on me, being like, "This is what I'm watching." About half, <laughs> like about halfway through the movie, there's like a close up of like a close up of like somebody putting their balls in like a hole like this, and mm -hmm. it, it getting boxed like, by some tiny boxing gloves. But it's showing it in slow motion in super HD on this giant screen, and the the balls are filling up the entire screen. So I'm literally like. I'm watching like hundred foot plus balls, <laughs> and I was like, "This whole movie has been dicks and balls." Like, like I'm not even exaggerating. And yeah. I was just like, "This is what Jackass is now." So they're doing this match in WWE, and like, this is the uh, this is what it is. Like, this is the fucking. He had this the, is what they're like, advertising. Didn't he by have the way. like uh, a tool that was like the uh, um. It was like a foot that like kicked Sammy in the yeah. balls. Yeah, but yeah. Like I, I mean, that's the thing too. Was, like it's weird because like, if that was in the movie, Sammy wouldn't have his pants on, and you would literally see his dick and balls get kicked like like raw. So like, yeah, that's that's I what think, this is what they were. What's insane is they were advertising. They can't. Oh, you can't have Mandy Rose. Oh, Mandy Rose can't <laughs> show bathing suit pics on fuck on the internet. But you can you can promote fucking Jack the new Jackass movie. No, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. That's insane. Okay, whatever. The, yeah, this is the absolute worst match of, of the year. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think as far as like a worked perspective, like I mean, yeah, yeah like the Vince McMahon flutter matches were like really awful, but like I think they're at least like memorable in like kind of a like train wrecking way. This mm-hmm. like somehow wasn't like yeah, there's like all these dumb spots that like I do remember, but like overall, like I couldn't tell you like what the cohesive story of the match was. Mm-hmm. Like there was just nothing. It was just like dorky jokes one after another, and it was really bad. All right. Um, that brings us to yeah. Worst so the monster pop worst year. match of the year is Sami Zayn versus Dinox Ogawa. Worst of the year, just worst worst wrestler of the year. All right, JD Griffey, CM Punk, Ric Flair. Mar- I can't believe Ric Flair and CM Punk are on this list. Marina <laughs> Shafir, Anna. Jay. Do you disagree with their placement though? Uh. I guess. Vince McMahon. Oh my god, the list. And just everybody everybody involved in control your narrative. God. Um shit. It's really hard to sit here. I I I you know, I'll give JD Griffey a pass because he is bad, but at least he only had one match. And he's probably not gonna be brought back, I would think. I don't Almost know. Certainly not, no. Um, CM Punk be turning out to be the biggest piece of shit around. Ric Flair faking a heart attack. God. That was, I, like, the only clever thing he did, because, like, I mean, I just remember, like, just him desperately hanging onto the ropes for dear life. Yeah. And I, what was the spot that, like, just took him out? Like, where he was just, like, out. I don't like, remember. Like, he couldn't do anything for the rest of the match. I don't remember, but, yeah, you're right. He couldn't do anything. Fuck, John. I gotta go with uh man Marina Shafir with her fucking famous promo, her <laughs> you know me promo. God you don't, you don't know me. You know me, but you also don't know me, but you don't yeah. know me, but you do also know me. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go with Vince McMahon turning out to be the worst piece of shit ever, getting called out for all this horrible shit, being confirmed yeah. to doing this horrible shit, being forced out of the company and then fucking doing his strut coming out like it doesn't fucking matter. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, you, I totally forgot yeah. about that spot where it's like, oh, yeah. then now uh, forever. <laughs> like, oh, and then yeah. I mean, that's still stepping down eventually, anyways. Um, but the, like, but yeah, I mean, there's that story. Uh, obviously, his in-ring work was awful. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's got to go to him. I mean, control your narrative. Yeah, uh, has similar issues, um, <laughs> but uh, just on a much smaller scale. Yeah, um, you could put Braun Strowman on this list. Uh, you can put um, also those racists in XPW. XPW should definitely be on this list, but I can't think of a worse fucking person in the business uh, about than that. Vince McFucking Man. Vincent yeah. Man, you are a piece of shit, and you are also Monster Pop's worst of the year. Congratulations. Congratulations. We'll send you a plaque, piece of shit. I hope you put it up <laughs> above your fucking mantle. Um, All right. Next up we have tag team of the year uh probably a foregone conclusion the nominees are ftr the briscoes the acclaimed uh lucha brothers the young bucks swerve in our glory and aussie open uh and i i think you know davy's going with ftr i'm going with ftr i assume i'm going, going with i'm going with the acclaimed but okay but i i totally like ftr is definitely the backup but um so I mean we're obviously it's gonna be FDR, but yeah, like, acclaim is my second. Acclaim is yeah. acclaim got over as huge baby faces just like they did. Maybe they didn't win all the belts, mm-hmm. 
but they've continued to keep their momentum and they're still the most popular act that everybody's excited to see. Um, and they're like the only ones who can get away with yeah. like those like those segments where they're just like in the ring, just yeah. feel good, joking around, right. rapping with the crowd. Like they're, they're it's like <laughs> they're top sellers. They're they they have crazy merch. Like um like they're doing so good for me. It's the acclaimed. It's not to me. It's like it's close, but it's the acclaimed. FTR, Fair they're enough. incredible yeah. workers. And they're being recognized for their incredible work. Their matches with the Briscoes can't be fucking understated. Um, so I can agree with that. But yeah, I think the acclaimed are just kind of untouchable right now. And that says a lot for a tag team. Um, yeah, fair enough. So, but yeah, the Monster Pop Tag Team of the Year is FTR. Uh, women's, or as uh, David put it, uh, AEW Women's Wrestler of the Year. Uh, unfortunately, we <laughs> haven't really watched a ton of... I mean, really, it's like it's like the stardom and like the other Joshi's that are like kind of yeah that have being like really snubbed good... because we just haven't seen like yeah anyway, I think we we watched the first thing we ever watched the stardom yeah this uh, year we apologize for not keeping up with that stuff yeah. better um, obviously there's some stuff in WWE that's not too bad with uh, like their women's wrestlers are big mm -hmm. stars but they don't always have the best matches and uh, we obviously watch a lot more AEW and stuff than we do WWE. So this is the women's and most of the Japanese wrestling that uh, Davy watches is from you know thirty years ago. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, this, yeah. not eligible. The, 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 this is the women's wrestler of the year, uh, Monster Pop Women's Wrestler of the Year. Our nominees are Jamie Hader, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, Athena, Tony Storm, Jade Cargill, and legit Layla Hirsch is a throw. Which in was there. here purely because this is for the memes. Okay. Well, and I wanted him to go on a diatribe, but you know, what's your best legit Layla story? What's your best legit Layla story? My best legit Layla story? You're gonna put me on? I don't know shit about legit Layla. Maybe, maybe the time that she uh, she went to your your what was your first job? We've lost the plot. Yeah, I've already lost it. You know, I'll tell you. My first job was an archival job, though. Okay, well. Well, um, yeah, okay. I don't know, dude. I can't do one like Davey does, but you know, there was that time where she uh, came to my first job, which was at a, a comic book shop, and uh, she walked in and she wanted a copy of Thor, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we sure we have a copy of Thor," and uh, she bought it, and then I saw her like practicing Thor moves like while reading the comic book in the parking lot. What are Thor moves? I don't know, like throwing a hammer. <laughs> and like trying to fly, but she's like, she didn't think anybody was watching, but we could see her like all the way across the parking lot doing Thor moves. I don't know, dude. I can't fucking do these stupid stories. Anyway. Well, you tried. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm going with Jamie Hader. Davey's going with Jamie Hader. Are you going with Jamie Hader? I'm going with Jamie Hader. It's to me, it's an easy pick. I know, yeah. it's, I know she's doing stuff that's recent, but. She's been on the come up. We've been saying, yeah, for we've been, almost all year. We've been saying that she's the best wrestler in AEW since long before she was getting a push. So mm -hmm. the Monster Pop Women's Wrestler of the Year is Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to uh, the final two categories. We have Wrestler of the Year, or Male Wrestler of the Year. We've got John Moxley, Will Ospreay, Chris Jericho, Dax Harwood, Jay uh, White, Kazuchika Okada, MJF, 
Claudio Castagnoli, and an honorable mention uh, to Sami Zayn. We haven't really seen his WWE content. I've seen like bits of it here and there, but uh, there's, there's obviously he said. also obviously he also won worse <laughs> match. So, <Yeah. laughs> but you know he's somebody that does his best, and like uh, even when we're not watching WWE, we're we're hearing everything about yeah. this guy. So. Um, and really just, like, I mean, like, his faction a little bit, but primarily him. Yeah. Uh, wrestler of the Year. Okay, so, God, so this is probably, this is these are people that, like, delivered uh, wrestling-wise and um, just been a big star. I'm, for me, God, it's a really, this is a tough, this is the toughest tough one year. for me because MJF, and Will Osprey are probably my picks. Okay. I have to... Mm, I have to go with... God. See, MJF delivers in so many ways. And he's so good on the mic. And he's so good overall. He's AEW World Champion now. He's climbed his way up there. Nobody's saying he's not ready. Nobody's questioning the fact that he's champion. Nobody's mad about it. Mm-hmm. Will Osprey, the quality of his matches are just unmatched. He's wrestling all over the place and having match of the year candidates with almost everybody he fucking gets in the ring with. Literally just everybody he touches, he gets he's it's um it's just like magic and god. It's real it's a hard, it's a toss up. I mean, he looked like a big star in AEW, mm-hmm. uh, which is also something that Davey said. Um Yeah. Damn, he's just it's really hard to fucking throw this. I I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say Will Osprey just for the fact that he's working harder, um, having more matches than uh yeah. MJF. He's also been champion, he's also main eventing the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom and stuff like that. Uh I gotta say Will Osprey with a ru- yeah. very close runner up is MJF. Yeah, like my my first pick is probably like uh, Will Osprey is my my second. It's very close. I, we're gonna give it to Will Osprey because uh, you've gone with him. Davey's going with him, and he's very close for me. But like it's, it was between him and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxley edged him out just because like again we kind of talked about like all the stuff of the MVP thing. It's just mm-hmm. and like I think he's done a really incredible body of work as well. Um, I think you know just uh, I bet yeah like Osprey obviously great uh, for me. MJF kind of drops a little out of contention for me just because he's like he was gone for like half the year mm-hmm. um i mean and and i and i think too like not just was he gone ha- that half the year i didn't really find myself missing him that much mm-hmm. um and like for me like it like it, like absence should kind of be felt and i didn't really feel it that much when he was gone i mean i definitely think things could have been better with him there but like i didn't necessarily feel like there was too many things where i was like oh man like we're getting this instead of an MJF segment outside of like you know an Anna J match or something like that, but like that's kind of neither here nor there that you yeah. can't you know you can't always have that exact trade off. But yeah, I think we're gonna go with uh, our uh, wrestler of the year though. I think it's gonna be Will Osprey. There you go, the Monster Pop Wrestler of the Year, Will Osprey. All right, and then our final category. But before we get to that. Uh, I would love to highlight some, uh, some, uh, hold on. did we get, okay, never mind. Uh, so we, I'd like to, to shout out uh, some of our listeners who wanted to give their picks for the year. 
And I know uh, Amber, she wanted me to include this, um, that her favorite match of the year was Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. That was her match of the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely a great one, yeah. I don't think we had Any anybody other? else send anything in, but if you're out there listening, you want to drop it in our Discord, you can check it out, Linktree, our, our Linktree, which is uh, Linktree slash MonsterPopPod, or actually it's just MonsterPop. Uh, you can find all of our links. You can join our Discord, join the discussion, join our conversation, join our memes and our behind the scenes uh, of of the podcast. And uh, there's a, there's a place for questions for the show. You can tell us what your favorite stuff of the year was. Maybe there's some stuff that we missed. You know, obviously all of this stuff is opinion. So let us know your opinion. And uh, you can also leave us questions for the show uh, in the future and everything. And we will. Uh, answer them here on the podcast um but yeah yes did you so, have anyone else did i have anyone uh, anybody that, else no? the, the drops their stuff okay well so that moves us on to the final category match of the year this is well, we're kind of already in there obviously with the preview yeah. um we had i think we would create this we had discussed like um over a dozen matches we had um a bunch of honorable mentions. I'll kind of just run through those real quick. Okay. Um, uh, we obviously we did have the uh, Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy match here. Obviously, Amber thought it was you know worthy of taking the top prize. Um, we had FTR versus Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. FTR versus Briscoes best of three falls at Death Before Dishonor. Um, Okada versus Osprey at the G1 Climax 32. Uh, ZSJ versus Osprey um, at the New Japan Cup. Uh, Osper, uh, Cla- ZSJ versus Claudio at Forbidden Door, Shibata versus Orange Cassidy on Rampage, the JAS versus uh, Blackpool Combat Club at Blood and Gut, or the Blood and Guts match, uh, Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed All Out. That was the initial one. I think all three matches are really good, but that mm-hmm. one that that was really that magical stood out for sure. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus cage match. I never thought you know Luchasaurus would get like a nod like that at any point, but here we are. Um, Adam Page versus Adam Cole, the Texas Death Match, the Good Friday one with the uh, Crown of Thorns finish, and uh, an- another one I haven't seen this yet, but again we've heard great things about it, which was uh, Seamus vs Gunther at uh, WWE Clash at the Castle. Yeah, we wanted to get its fair shake. We love Gunther around here, aka Walter, um, and heard that that match was fucking killer. So yeah, go out of your way to check out these. These all these matches could have easily been in the category for the top, uh, the best matches of the year. Go out of your way to watch these matches, and you'll have a really fucking good time watching pro wrestling, watching these matches. Uh, but for our actual nominees, for well, let's kind of like year, go through how we did this too. So we okay. um, we each the three of us each picked two matches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Davies matches were FTR versus Briscoes, the dog collar match uh, at Final Battle. I think really like all three of the FTR ones are good, but we kind yeah. of I think we all unanimously agreed this was the best one. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we all just deemed the others kind of redundant to uh, nominate. Uh, he also nominated Okada versus Osprey at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15. Which, coincidentally, uh, those are pretty much my two favorites. So, <laughs> so you just had to yeah. pick your second two favorites. Yeah. Well, so basically, we just we all picked two, so we can yeah. just run down those. So, so match of the year: FTR versus Briscoe's dog collar match, ROH final battle. Uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Osprey in JPW Wrestle Kingdom 15, John Moxley versus CM Punk title unification match, AW Dynamite 824. Uh, 
Shingo Takagi versus Will Osprey. Actually, this was one of my picks, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. G1 Climax 32. Tomohiro Ishii versus Jay White from the G1 Climax 32. And Shingo Takaje versus Taichi from Taka Taichi 1219. That was the most recent one we just watched, which was really good. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a dark horse one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it kind of came in there at the end. I mean, they've been having, like, these really good, like, a series of really strong matches was why I dominated it. I think it was probably the best one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it kind of weird. weird that, like... Yeah, I mean, it's it was a... I think... I, I watched a Japanese commentary, so I didn't totally understand the rules, but it was a Lumberjack match with... Um, <laughs> an, an Iron Man lumberjack match that was also a Last Man Standing match. Yeah, it was um, weird. It was weird, but they fucking they all yeah. their matches have been weird. The, every single mm-hmm. one of their matches have been weird. The, um, they had like special rules matches you've never seen before, yeah. uh, match types you've never seen before. And this match started off kind of weak because of the lumberjack stuff. You know, you know, I've never really seen a great lumberjack match. Yeah, but, that was like partly why I liked it. It was like but, I've never yeah. seen a particularly good one, and it was like yeah. oh, this was a really good lumberjack match. And, yeah, and they had like they were they were this was it was killer. Like it, it started picking up, and then they're working like it's a Iron Man match. And basically, the way you it they didn't keep score like you would in an Iron Man match, but you can you can do multiple th- um, falls. So if you get the three count, you unlock the ability to count out your opponent. So you get the three count, and then you wait for them to fucking get up if they can get up. And that's the last man standing mm. part. But it's okay. only if you can keep him down for that initial three seconds. And gotcha. uh, that's what it seemed like to me. Again, I watched it with Japanese commentary as well. <clears throat> but it was different. It was unique. I was following it. Mm-hmm. Even you know, even though I didn't understand it completely, it was still easy to follow. Yeah. And man, they had a fucking incredible match. Tai Chi continues it, to grow as a wrestler. Yeah. Shingo still one of the, reminds us that he's one of the absolute best in the world. I mean, there was like last year he was the best wrestler in the world to me. Um when we started the when we started the show, Shingo to me was the absolute number one best wrestler mm-hmm. in the world. And uh you know, this year has been different for him, but he's still Yeah, cuz like they've both been in this weird they've been in this kind of year-long feud for this King of Pro Wrestling um trophy right mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like it feels like a demotion right i mean like you you had the former world champion now he's just competing for some trophy that like toriano has held for like multiple years mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's but it's 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 really changed like the perception i think of like this trophy um and i think they both elevated it and i think this match again this like shows the elevation for it so that's why i nominated it. i mean these the rest of these matches i think um mostly speak for themselves uh but this is one that i think that a lot of people probably have not seen and should go out of their way to see um but yeah my other nomination was the uh moxley versus cm punk title unification match the squash match um it was just a surreal viewing experience um just one of those things where yeah from like a in-ring quality perspective not you know the best match um, because it's a you know, squash match, but it was just, it, it had that like pro wrestling magic that I think Wait, we look for. Gage versus Cardona was not this year, right? It was last year? No. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. I was about to say that because that would have been my match of the year. Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember. It's been, you know, we watch a lot of wrestling around here. Uh, sorry, continue. Uh, but yeah, um, so I mean, I guess without further ado, should we announce our actual winner? That's probably not very surprising. Yeah, I, my run, I'll say my runner-up was Okada versus Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom 15. 
I remember loving that match so much that I watched it numerous times. I showed my friends. Uh, I made sure Spork saw it. Like, oh yeah, like, I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, I watched it multiple times. That match that was, was like your Gage Cardona match yeah. for this year yeah. because like it was the one that you <laughs> showed everyone that you watched yeah. it a million times. Every every yeah, every year there's a match that's so good to me that I got to show it to all my friends. I got to make <laughs> sure that they saw it. Um, and this was one of them. Uh, it was just so good. It was Will Osprey being in his absolute fucking ultimate form, looking like the big star that he deserves to be. Uh, the entrance was was fucking cool. He had the big fucking coat, like, and then just the match was just absolutely fucking killer. That's my that's my um runner up. But our, our the monster pop match of the year is FTR versus the Briscoes in a double dog collar match at ROH Final Battle. And I know this match just happened. I don't think it's recency bias. Like we thought a lot about this. Yeah. This match fucking ruled so hard. The Briscoes are incredible. It's also let, let's face it, it's not a controversial choice. No, it's really not like, a controversial choice. <laughs> it's it's on everyone's list for yeah. like at least a nomination. It, it, and like, if it's not, there you don't fucking like wrestling. If this is not on your fucking yeah, sorry if that's gatekeeping or whatever the fuck. Like if if FTR versus Briscoes double dog collar match is not on your on at least your short list of possible match of the year candidates. Like you just don't like wrestling. This match had everything. It I mean, was, if you're like afraid of blood, I guess yeah. like maybe, maybe the suit the original Ooh, one. God, I guess is like winner. This but, match, yeah. fucking ruled. Like we've talked about it on a recent episode, and you know, so we won't go too deep into. But man, this match had everything. It had mm -hmm. violence. It had blood. It had legendary tag teams. It had like it had everything. The blood was crazy. Even the fucking ref got bumped and fucking. Like got Bladed, color. Yeah. Oh my god! It was just, it had everything. It had crazy spots. It had athletic wrestling. It had great fucking just knockdown, drag out, yeah. beat up, beat them up wrestling. You bought everything that they were doing because it was two really top tier tag teams, and uh, it was somehow they fucking did better than their um, their their other two matches, which were also fucking stellar. Go out of your way to watch this trilogy. This match could not have served this feud better to 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 end their feud. I honestly, I, I wish they would have more. I wish they would have more matches because I I, well, I couldn't get enough of this. This was amazing. I wouldn't say it's the necessarily the end. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, I hope it's not, and I really hope to see Briscoes need to be on fucking TV. They absolutely oh, they'll be on. They'll be on Honor Club. <laughs> yeah. um, it's absolutely fucking like criminal that they're not on TV. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is our match of the year. Um, the Monster Pop match of the year. Um, yeah, so that was our awards show. Thank you all for tuning in. Sorry we lost Davey halfway through. Um, I, I guess the, I guess he just... Uh, he didn't. What's the fucking thing that wrestlers say when somebody leaves? He took his ball and went home. Just something oh. where they have to leave. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... I, that, that's not exactly <laughs> what happened, but... <laughs> Uh, shout yeah, out to the, uh, yeah. the woes of fatherhood, right? <laughs> yeah. So check us out, Linktree slash Monster Pop. Follow all our social media. Let us know what your favorite stuff from this year was. Give us some questions. Give us some stuff that, uh, give us some suggestions. Anything you want us to talk about, our insights or our opinion on anything. And uh, we will address it here on the show. Thank you, everybody, for being with us this year. We hope you have a great new year. And 
here's to uh, Monster Pop Podcast in 2023. Yeah. Have a great year, everybody, and catch you later. May your year be full of many Monster Pops.